You're listening to Best Friends Catching Up. The Mark and Joe Show. Wow. That's yeah. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such an instant, like, brain upgrade. Yeah, just hack the mainframe, hardwire the, the knit and caboodle. We're back, baby. Dude, I had a fun day on the mountain today. Also, a really fun night last night. Joe, remember when you were here and Intersection was on? Yeah. Okay, the photo version of Intersection was last night. It was really sweet, man. Like, man, events like that just make me so happy and proud to live in Whistler. Like, so the gist of it is there were five teams, two two um, team members per team. One was like an established photographer, and then every team had like an up and coming photographer. And one of my friends, Tyler Ravel, was in it as well with another photographer named um, Ma- this guy's name is Mace Mason Mashon. <laughs> There's just there's just an H in his last name like that's different from Mason. It's Mason Michel. Uh So they were in it, and yeah, it was really cool. Man. All the all the slideshows were sick. They cue them up to music, and they're just super entertaining, and everyone's stoked. And yeah, it's just an awesome, awesome time. Is it put on by the same people as Intersection, or does it just resemble? Different, actually. So this year, um, it used to be called Deep Winter, and then someone's. I don't know if the resort used to do it or I think the resort did used to do it. And one of the rules was that everything had to be shot inbounds and you had to have like a certain amount of park footage, a certain amount of like off piece footage, mm. whatever. And then the res- veil stopped doing it. And this uh, company that um, Ben, my friend BZ works for, her name's Eliza, but everybody just calls her BZ, uh, Ben's girlfriend actually. Uh, she works for this company, Origin, and they do like uh, marketing and video production stuff. And they kind of took over it and they put it on this year. So they called it uh, Uprising. Oh. And, yeah, it was dope, man. It was really cool. She was really proud too, like, because she obviously put a lot of work into it as well. And she, was, yeah. she was stoked, man. I was sitting with her, and Ben couldn't be there because he's uh, up in the working for his like backcountry skiing, ski lodge uh, outfit right now. He just put up an Instagram story, man. He's probably just loving his life. He's just shredding pow and just getting paid to do it. He's probably just so horned up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good. Good vibes all around. Life's good. So he's no no longer on the EI ski team? No, and he's not on the EI ski team anymore. (laughs) No, but he was injured for the better part of a month, and now he, like – he like partially tore his MCL, but he uh, he rehabbed it really well, and now he's back just shredding power, and he's probably just so stoked. Yeah. Mm. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm doing great. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm I'm not the highest energy right now because it's been a it's been a wild uh, weekend and uh-huh. just running around like a monkey. But man, yeah. life's that's life's good. great right now. Yeah, oh yeah, good. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. I'm grooving. Dude, I was ripping with Marnus today. I, I just I skied with him from like noon till three and then uh we just went to the gym. He saunted and hung out in the tub and I had a little lift and met in the sauna and yeah, probably we're gonna go play squash tomorrow. We played out Oh we, he, he actually You're hanging out with Marnie boy now. Yeah, yeah. He a couple weeks ago he was like crushing me pretty hard and then our last game we played to twenty one and I took him to I took him to Deuces, but he won. <sighs> Dude, it was right after Kobe died, and I was I was just telling myself like Mamba mentality. Come on, like get oh, down. I was dude. using Kobe as inspiration. R.I.P. I love that. 
right. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, I know that you were at one time um, entertaining some thoughts about how you're getting better at squash and that you could perhaps beat me. Um, no, but no. just no. just understand that <laughs> Marnus felt the bottom side of my boot on me. <laughs> On many occasions on the squash court. No, dude, court. I'm not that delusional, is... dude, man. I'll know. I'll, I know I'll never beat you in squash ever. Oh, no. Don't say never, man. That's. No, I know. I know, though. I know. I just, I'm not going to love it the same way you love it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there's just, it's never going to happen. It's like the same way you'll, I don't know. What's something that I can like... just say to make you mad? No, it's the same way that you just have worse have hands. Lost. You have worse hands than me, like that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because God, I have it's, good hands. It's, it's in the similar, <laughs> yeah, in terms of modeling, but in terms of no. coordination, oh, my hands are catching ability <sighs> is just insane. You funny, can I juggle. You can book. juggle though. You can juggle. I I'm a hand eye monkey. It's all I know. Like if I <laughs> if I were captured by by a KGB operative, I would try to explain to him my hand eye. Oh, so you could like as so a way of of like getting onto their side. Yeah, like yeah. keep me alive, man. Look, like you I don't can, know what I can do. Yeah, oh. look how I catch and manipulate objects in my yeah. hands. Yeah, and then they would. Oh, <laughs> and then you'd work for them and like double agent. Well, double you, agent them. Well, right. double a- speaking of double agent, it's kind of – I'm utilizing that same KGB principle in ping pong recently and it's why you've, I've been getting absolutely trounced. You've been getting our, trounced? Our, you've been getting trounced no. in our latest ping pong offering. It's very – you have <laughs> such short-term memory. Like you can't just – your take your sample size is the last time we played. So you can just no. kick rocks. You can kick no rocks, way, but yeah, no it sure is. The last handful of times. No. <laughs> you got to hey, come, come out and visit me so we can play. Yeah. I'm working on that this summer. That's the plan. I will. I, I will come out this summer. Come out and visit me and our guest on the pod this week, folks. Is Ooh. a legend, a stoic, just grizzled, manly man who's also just like so in tune with life itself and can speak very eloquently about it. Yeah, he's a man with a lot to offer. I, I really like yeah. the use of the word stoic because I think that uh, really embodies his whole uh, – his ethos, ethos, you know? Yeah, dude. I was oh. going to say that too. Dude, our, fo- our guest on the pod this week, folks, is Bruin Alexander. Um, I, I met Bruin just around the same time Joe met Bruin, maybe th- three summers ago. Yeah, naked on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we went houseboating for a weekend in the shoe shop, and uh, yeah, I met Bruin and just got along great. And and then since then, it's uh, he kind of spoke a little bit to it in the in our pod about how, like, as time goes on, you just create like more more memories with like with someone, and then you just become closer and better friends. And like, he's Bruin's often he's traveling a lot. He's like a writer and a photographer. So you don't see him as much, but anytime he's in Whistler and he comes over for a family dinner or we see him, like I saw him last night and it was awesome seeing him. Yeah. He's just a good guy. Really, really good lad. Oh, what a treat. 
Yeah, we. This is a long one, folks. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we actually recorded this one just about a week ago or Something over a like week that. ago. It was my dad's but... birthday, wasn't it? So it was February the eighth. No, so it was a while ago. It was like two weeks wow. ago. Wow. But uh, yeah, we went on just a bit of a, a ramble and a rant, but uh, we just kind of in the true spirit of Bruin is such a, he's such a free character and nothing about this man is scripted. So we just kind of embraced that and yeah. it just felt right. We were, I mean, you're probably going to hear a couple brews get yeah. cracked along the way. Oh yeah. Really nice. And, uh, yeah. So without further ado, it is a long one. So we'll tell you what you're listening to. Oh, let's freaking go. Let's go. You're listening to <laughs> best friends catching up. The Mark and Joe Show. I am Mark. And I'm Joe. Let's fucking go! I dropped an F-bomb on that one. Big whoop. Want to fight about it? Uh, hey, uh, you want to fight about it, bud? Big whoop. Want to fight about it? Uh, bang him out. This interview with Bruin, more like a conversation and a catch-up and just a sit-down. Not even Can't even call it an interview. Just a hangout is brought to you by the Pelican Seafood Market and Grill in Ottawa, located off Bank Street, Blue Heron Mall. Great seafood. If you're listening to this and you're in Ottawa, you're going to Ottawa soon. Go there for lunch or go to the market. Pick up like a nice filet of salmon and just uh, – they've got like pre-made sauces and all that stuff there. So just go go uh, to visit the wonderful people at the Pelican Fish Market and Grill and get your, get your fish on. <laughs> 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 get your fish on. Get your fish Not to derail these, these uh, sponsors right now, but – uh, speaking of Pelican Fish Market and Grill, their uh, native son, Emil Roy Foster, has recently just bought himself a new, a new whip. Uh, truck, Dude. a pickup truck, 2018 Dude, Chevy. Chevy. It's a cobalt blue. It looks, it's like, it's like this color of your sweater. It's like a nice Bill's blue. Yeah. God. So when you're in that parking lot, maybe grabbing yourself a nice bisque, keep your eyes peeled for a nice. Cobalt dude. blue Chevy pickup yeah, truck. Yeah, dude. Emil's probably stunting in that thing, man. And the podcast is also brought to you by Shurette Wealth Management. Is it Shurette Wealth Management? <laughs> Sh- no, Shurette Group. Group. <laughs> <Dot> CA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you... <laughs> oh my god yeah, i'm sorry yeah I'm... it's all good yeah shrek group.ca go go to the website check it out if you have some money to throw around give it to my brother he'll grow it like a, he'll water oh. it like a seed yeah nice mm. i like that you know what we're all just i feel like a lot of listeners on this pod are just some young seeds and mm. we can all use a little bit of tender love and care and and God bless. Alex Charette was born with a couple of green thumbs, and he will take very good care of it. Yeah, and our last 
our uh, charrettegroup.ca. Actually, before you mention our last, I just want to mention an extra bonus sponsor. My mom. (laughs) 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 Actually not joking on this one. I was just back at home. Yeah. And. I'll have more info in terms of like her actual company name probably on the next podcast. <laughs> but just throwing it out there, my mom's a mortgage broker. Okay. And uh, she's like, Joe, I think a lot of your goon friends are probably starting to, yeah, legit. Yeah. <laughs> start to look into buying a house. So my mom is an incredible mortgage broker. Yeah. So we're just going to put that out there. Next, this is a teaser just teaser. to get you guys thinking about it. Uh-huh. Next episode, be coming in with the deets, where to contact, and she will definitely take extra special good care if you mention the podcast. Esther Yell. Really nice woman. Oh, love her. Last sponsor of the podcast, uh, Sponsored by a couple of brothers. One brother uh, has created a sick new app called Swift Volume. Uh, It's great when you're skiing. It's great when you're running. Great when you're Mm -hmm. doing anything. Uh, If you go past a certain trigger speed that you can set, your volume increases to your desired level. So I do 80. uh, 80% volume when I start skiing past 20 kilometers an hour. It's awesome. And then when I stop and go up the lift, it turns down to like 15% volume. It's incredible. Mm. It's so sweet. Dude, it's called, so it's simple so and genius. Genius. Uh, Chris Harris created it. It's called Swift Volume. Find it on the App Store for free and join the Swift Volume revolution. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. And what about the other brother? Yeah, uh, Ryan Harris, the uh, double, double, uh, the double entendre. He's got a photo videography workshop on his website, ryanjharris.ca. Use promo code BFCU for 50% off for a limited time only. It's wicked. Everything you want to be a freelance videographer, photographer. Dude, Ryan's in Mexico right now with the Billabong women's surf team photographing and videographing right now. Okay, so if you want to fucking figure <laughs> so out how you could be doing not... something like that. If you want to take photographs of the Swedish beach volleyball team within the next five years, you probably a good start would be this course, okay? And it's half price. Is there a promo code they need? Yeah, that's called promo code BFCU. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, folks. Hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, if we have any new listeners to this podcast, we really appreciate you. And uh, if you like it, subscribe, leave us a rating, tell a friend. We appreciate you all. And our old listeners, too. We love you. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Love y'all. On with the show. Hit him with a little ghetto gospel. Those who wish to follow me. My ghetto gospel. I welcome with my hands. And the red sun sings to last into the hills of gold. And peace to this young warrior. That shit is fucking better, man. It's so much better than sending texts or being like always available. I think being always available for people will eventually fuck up your life. Because if you're always available, then that's an expectation. Yeah. I don't want people to expect it. How can you? How is that sustainable? Man, for two weeks in fourth year university, I forgot my phone back in Ottawa. 
and like my parents were gonna come up the following like in two weeks so I had two weeks without a phone and it was awesome it was Dude. so I would just hop on my longboard just rip around on it like just and everything's so close and tight at Queens so you could just like longboard it's the practice. perfect place to not have a phone yeah exactly yeah, it's true. such a like it's a four block city yeah and you know it's where all your friends dance. are yeah. anyways exactly. you got yeah. your hubs you know if it's 5 p.m joe's gonna be baked sitting on the couch <laughs> playing cod packing you a bowl like yeah. you know that he's ready down. you're ready yeah i don't think you really need a phone <laughs> should, should we hit that thing? yeah i think that over here um Man, Mark, what about you? What's uh, what's like the one thing not work related that's just getting you horny these days? Dude, great question, Joe. Uh, what's getting me horned up these days? Not work related. Fair. I was just about to say something work related. That's I a get, good question. Yeah. I feel like we both fucked it up, eh? We should have been. No, I don't. We should have been ready for it. I don't think it. so. That's not that. If you could know, I feel ninety percent don't people don't even know the answer to that question. It is, but everyone's got that thing. If you think about it for a bit, you're going to... Man, well, okay, I'm going to change the adjective. It's not getting me horned up, but uh, but like hanging out with my parents a lot lately has been really nice. That's sick. So, yeah, I, I don't I... know. That's kind of sick, buddy. I don't know. That's super That's We all know you mean horny. I changed it. I changed it. But uh, yeah, no, it's been really nice having my mom and dad out here and just like going skiing with them for like a couple hours most days and going over to their place for dinner. They came over um, for a big family dinner the other night, Joe. Bruin was here and like was, the Harris bros and a bunch of other people. So that was awesome too. Cause I don't know, like they've been out here a bunch, but they haven't really met many of my friends. Circle. Yeah, exactly. So they were, they really liked that dinner and they were just happy to meet everyone and they liked everyone as well. So that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. And Mark, I feel like I've also um, had a really like a really tight year with my family. And it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. My agree, brother so. got married this year. I don't know. I've just seen my parents. Like, it's it's very infrequent, but sometimes multiple weekends in a row. Yeah, yeah. And I just honestly feel like the older I get and the more mature I get, and, like, I this new job I've started is is very, like, you work very hard. you got to really structure your day well. Yeah. And it's really carried over to the rest of my life in a very positive way. I'm very, I just feel more organized. And, like, being on top of these things, Man, it's such a joyful thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the number one way to just let the stress happen from work is if you just let shit get behind. But a lot of the times, it's kind of on you. Like, you just need to, if you're organized enough, you can. I don't know. Sometimes it's fucked, also. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean, though. Like, it, if it's about like working smart, that that's the one of the biggest things that I figured sometimes out. Sometimes you're your own worst enemy, and that's totally. what I mean. Totally. Like you're your own worst enemy. Bruin, I feel like you must know this like as much as anyone because you, so like you said, you are your own boss. Yeah. Like, you probably have times where you're so motivated, but there's probably times where it's just like zero. Yeah. The thing that's I find strange for me at this point is like when I have a project to do, I feel like I'm an exceptionally hard worker. My discipline is dialed. Like if I'm out on the road and I'm shooting something, like I leave in March and I'm really excited for it. It's like a long-term project. But when I'm doing that, I'm in the zone. When I come mm-hmm. home and I don't have like the daily thing that I feel like I need to be doing, it's not like I fucking ever need to be doing anything. It's I'm doing it for myself. But if I'm passionate yeah. and excited about it and I know I have a story to tell, then I'm dialed. But when I come home, it's just like the monotony of just like, oh, I should go to a coffee shop and send fucking email. Like, why? Dude, I, know, I don't uh, need to do it. Like, yeah, this is kind fair of, enough. 
And so the so, last few weeks in Worcester have been good because I just say fuck it. Like I go skiing and, you know, I'll have a few things I need to do that day. So if if I want to ski from opening till close, then I just did not going to go out with the buddies after. And it's I'll almost do like my you're it's almost night. like you're tricking yourself into making you feel like you're productive. Totally. Dude, I used to totally. I did that when I broke my hand because I couldn't work in the garden. So I was like, like almost to make <laughs> myself feel good. I was like pretending like i was doing like stuff just for like my own like yeah i don't know just to keep me going in a way because if i didn't do that then i would just be sitting at home your like self-worth is just too low yeah. Yeah. especially man like, you broke your hand it was the summer right yeah like the summer is such a i feel like there's a buzz in the air you know it's yeah. a productive time yeah there's i just people... I, yeah <laughs> okay. feast or famine man i didn't want to get left left behind hey, like something, yeah, something i was thinking about you when you were saying that about how like uh sometimes i just don't want to send fucking emails and you're yeah. just living totally. in kind of i feel like something i've always liked about you is that i feel like you're not afraid to just let the flow happen like sometimes yeah. if you're feeling this yeah. i don't know you're just a you're a pretty like in touch guy of respect yeah thanks bro i i, I feel like i want I, I definitely want to be but i also i've tried really hard to to refocus in terms of like watching films is actually really important to me as a photographer like super helpful so it's not like a lazy thing and i know it's important it's the same as like reading a book and so there's days where i'll think to myself like yeah i guess i could send emails and like go and pretend to be busy in this like business sense or i could help myself as an artist by watching two movies and then reading and going for a walk outside and taking photos of you know wherever i am and those, that's been like a huge kind of epiphany. It's like that's a that's a busy day and that's a really good day. It just doesn't yeah. seem like it to society yeah. or whatever. Like the rest of the world doesn't see that as busy because they're used to having to respond to sales calls all the time. And yes. that's what they think of as work, right? My work is just different. But it took a long time to get over that like – I guess like expectation, the, the expectation, like the yeah. norm, of exactly. Everyone, everyone's like, just do this. Yeah, like it worked for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. But oh man, you jogged my memory so hard there. Uh, I just discovered a YouTube channel, and like I, mm-hmm. I maybe say this. Joe's the king of a YouTube, lot. man. I fucking love it. Joe, you're the king of YouTube. I, I have. YouTube. Mark, can you please attest to my Joe, YouTube skills? Joe's like, like a YouTube savant. Nice. He's like from all the way from like insane sports highlight packages to like people building like little table band saws out of like rubber bands and shit like that. Joe. Dude, I think I took like a full on like art degree I, on YouTube because there's lectures like it's insane. You could find fucking anything that's ever been said is yeah, on that. Yeah, I agree. I think you. I think watching YouTube is like continuous learning. If you're looking at the right videos. If you look at the right videos. Yeah. So so many. If you of these watch videos, like uh, I'm taking like, a Harvard lecture from like 1978. How's that even fucking possible? You know what I mean? Like what a crazy thing. Like, uh, I fucking love that. So okay, continue though. What what's your YouTube well, thing? What was I talking about? What's it? You were <laughs> you were talking about. Uh... <laughs> You were talking about You were bragging like, about how good you are at yeah, YouTube you is were, what you're Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. I found a YouTube channel. You this would really strike a card with you guys. The YouTube channel, everyone listen up. It's called Bo Miles. Figure out the fucking spelling. <laughs> and it's a guy who's just like the most mind he's an Australian guy. He's got the fucking very charming Aussie accent. And he's he does this thing where it's like a marathon for twenty six hours. He does one mile every hour. 
And then he just does shit. He's like, oh, this is going to be my productive day. He's in the yard. He, like, makes a table, plants, like, 30 trees, does all this shit. He, like, makes an epic dinner. And he just runs one mile every hour. And he sleeps. He sleeps in this, like, little coffin he's got in the back. Yo, and then, who is this does guy? He put it, like, is it, like, a vlog about his life, essentially? Like, Yeah, this guy's also run, like, 500 kilometers through the mountains. He's just, like, this most fucking, like, insane redneck Aussie guy. But he's so insightful. I'm pretty sure he's a professor as well. It's it's the most oddest thing. One thing is I've got, I think it's impossible to have that level of discipline and not also be like extremely high functioning. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that when, type of person. Yeah. Like if you are disciplined enough to not only fucking do that, <laughs> to not only do that, but document that, that's fucking crazy. You're right about the documentation because that adds it's a hard, whole man. other like level of difficulty. Totally. I, man, I'm actually really curious about this. If anyone could should watch it, Bruin, it's you because I th- this reminded me of you, man. And I don't I'm say that fucking, lightly. I'm not running 24. <laughs> 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 Fuck this guy. <laughs> Spiritually, I mean. <laughs> Dude, now I'm I'm done for the day. <laughs> You're toast. I'm toast. Dude, the apple hey, Bruno, I thought you already the said apple. you were going to write a couple of emails this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the apple clap. I should check it, actually. See how many I have. I don't think I've checked my email for like six days. Yeah, <laughs> re- yeah it reminds me of Benny. Benny got baked yesterday, and uh, and then he was going to write emails and send emails, but he was just sitting down here in the living room, and he was like, God, I can't do this. Man, Listen, have text, you ever tried to text someone when you're high? When you're it's the hardest thing ever. No, dude, it's so much better than any other, like, so much better than booze. What, texting when you're high? Yeah, because... No, you feel like a phony. You feel... No, man. Yeah, I agree. You like yeah, but you, like, you get so thought? self-conscious that you don't do anything stupid. Like, yeah. because of booze, at least for me, it's the dude, I've sent some of the like, best texts in my life when I was hammered, all right? So, me too, but I've also sent some of the most inappropriate and most <laughs> texts, like... Wake up and you're like 22 to my fucking buddy from call. Like not just just screaming at him about a story that was important at some point. Yeah. It's because I'm when you're drinking, you're like, I'm brilliant and super special and everyone needs to hear what I have to say. When I'm high, I'm like, or you're horny. I start thinking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's the most dangerous. But when you're high, you're like, I'll be I'll be writing it and it'll, it'll be like, this is really bad. I think I spelt that wrong. Uh, yeah. That's not where a comma goes. And then I just delete it. And yeah, that's a, that's a more valuable to me than yeah. what happened. Well, respect drinking. on the restraint. But well, I don't so you guys think it changed. For it eh? doesn't change the fact that the best text you've ever sent or when you were drunk, the most outstanding text. Mm. Hail Mary. Man, do you remember Hail that Mary. feeling when you wake up in the morning and you're just like, you read your oh, phone. You look, your fa- like, you look at your Facebook messages. You're like, Jesus Christ! I sent out two of those last night. Dude, oh when I God. when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I'll just like, I'm at the point now, where I'll just delete them. Yeah, so you don't have to yeah. see. Just them. pretend they didn't <laughs> exist. And honestly, that's, that's healthy. a better way to do I, it. I think yeah. it is. I think it is healthy. Like because what I realized is, and I want to come back to this point because it was interesting. You talking about like your parents and everything, uh-huh. and I feel like we're at an interesting age, and I want to discuss that, but. I'm at the point now where I have, you know, 10 years of experience of feeling shame in the morning when I'm drinking, mm. but also that never one time has anyone been like horribly mad at me for a text I sent. No. They don't actually care, uh, especially if it's in the case of girls. Usually they're super flattered. Yeah. Whatever. Of course. Um, it is honestly. But I don't telling, need to see it. It's a pretty telling signal. Yeah. You know, 
Like it's they your, know exactly your, what's going on. You're signaling. Yeah. Yeah. You told them. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to read what I said because it's probably going to bother me. So it's just it's deleted. Yeah. They know. We both know that I said something. Yeah. They know what it is, which is an, a new little game that they have over me. Mm-hmm. But I would prefer it's like if uh, I, I have a buddy who he got cheated on recently and he found out by reading her text and then he read all of them. Oof. And I was like, dude, that was a bad call. Dude, a bad call, you can't man. You're gonna remember stuff. It's like you're gonna now. You gotta. It, you can't. Once yeah. you knew, once you knew it was happening, that's like time to confront her. But like, don't do the thing you did because that is gonna fuck Dude, you up for a while. That will. Fu- it's yeah. And that's kind of the same thing. Like when I see fucking three thirty a.m. and I'm trying to remember what happened last night, and it's like I don't fucking need to look yeah. at this. It's fine. They'll probably if if they want to show me, then I'll have to deal with it later. And like I'll probably get made fun of for this, and I'll soak it because I think I think it's funny. But I don't need to read exactly what I was saying in that situation. So that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, but you were you were gonna tell us about the dynamic. I really think that's interesting. What the dynamic of people our age with yeah. our parents? Yeah. It's, so it's a very like it is an interesting time. I'm kind of this, an adult now. It's a, it's a yeah. mutual. You're you're fully an adult, is what I realized. Like I'm 28. What are you guys? 28, 29. I think he's 28. 20, I'm 27. 27. And Mark's 26. It's yeah. a rainbow road, okay. folks. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so somewhere in these like last few years, I I started to understand like what fucking people would talk about when they talked about like wisdom or something. Okay. Like when I was, I think when I was like a teenager in my early 20s, I was positive that I knew everything. You know, like I was sure of it. And that there was no nothing anyone could teach me. There was nothing that time could just simply time could mm. teach me. Like I could learn it if I wanted to. That was my like eighteen year old mentality. And now I'm at the point where I realize like, oh no, just like most of the time, it's just the experience, like overall experience. It's like with friends now, I have like waves of friendships. It's not just my childhood friends. It's like friends from Whistler, friends from when I lived in Montana, friends from the city who I met through work and not from growing up. And I realized I've been friends with them for like four years or five years now, which is like a considerable amount of time. And I realized we have all these funny stories, but I kind of still think of them as like new friends. But there's only time like makes you close in that way, right? Like with time, if you just see someone like yeah. even 10 times a year for five years, you're, you're probably thinking of yourselves as like pretty close and you know a lot about each other and whatever. Um, and you can't just like do that immediately. That only happens like over this period of time and with parents i find that for a long time my parents were just these people who raised me then like mid-20s around then i realized like oh they could be my friend and now like i actually enjoy spending time with my parents i feel like i listen to them better than i ever did because i'm really curious about what they have to say because i've become more aware that you know my experiences are shared usually exactly And they I respect live, they it have for that the experience. first time. You're about you know? to go through their path. You're trying yeah. to understand it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. It's yeah. really fuck. Man, it's crazy how long humans stay with their parents. Like, think about we must be one of the longest animals. We're just so like, Mom. <laughs> Mom, you didn't buy cinnamon toast crunch. Get out of the fucking house, you 21-year-old degenerate. <laughs> 21. I feel like now it's like fucking 20. Yeah, you're right. So many you're people right. I know I went back and lived at home for a year and a half, I think, yeah. after school. Tough. Uh, but you know Dude, what? I actually really enjoyed that yells. time. Did you? You were My just brother eating Mommy was... Yells cooking and just <laughs> oh, freaking oh, watching man. Habs games with Papa Mark. Oh, 
so much good sports. I remember, man, I used to love, 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 love watching hockey games with my dad as a kid. Because my dad is nuts. He loves the Habs so much. I remember when uh, Montreal made that deep playoff run with Halak playing goalie. And they beat Pittsburgh. And then they beat the Capitals. The one and two seeds as the eighth seed. And they were like, who's going to win the cup? These two teams. Obviously, we lost to the Flyers in the next round. <laughs> Halak was like making 58 save Ooh. shutouts. I was watching that hockey with my dad. My dad broke at least a remote that playoffs. He was he was chucking remotes. <laughs> yeah, what would your dad say if he found out that you were doing a podcast right now with someone who was named Bruin? Oh, he would actually probably love it because his favorite team growing up actually was the Boston Bruins. Oh my and god, that's a wild favorite, thing. Is that possible? Is that allowed? His whole family are Habs fans, but I think as a young kid, he was an original OG Bruins fan. And his favorite Orr? player was Bobby Orr. Yeah, same with my dad. That's why I got stuck with this fucking thing, you know, for my life. Wow. So yeah. you're indirectly man, named I, after Bobby Orr. Yeah. Do you ever think about how much, like, a name affects your life? So I've I've thought about this a ton, actually, because obviously I have this name that is very specific. Like, put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. My name affected my whole life in such a very strange way because um just the there's like so many things even like psychologically about my name so my name is unique but it's also very close to common names so it's like almost brian Uh, right so bruin is this name where i think i've only ever there was like one person who like actually followed me on Instagram and I was like, oh shit, named Bruin too. (laughs) Wild. Nobody else has had crazy enough parents, whatever. But uh, the the association of the name, so like a lot of people, when I meet them, I'll be like, hi, my name's Bruin. And then they'll sort of be like, Brian? And then that starts a conversation, which is actually really good for memory because now I have to tell them again what my name is. So I say, no, my name's Bruin. And they're like, oh, like UCLA or like Boston because they have something that they connect to my name. So by the time I leave even the simplest interaction, everyone remembers my name. Like I meet people all the time, like at a bar, and they're like, yeah, hi, my name's dude. Mike. And it's like, fuck, dude. man, there's no hope I'm remembering Mike. But people could be blackout, and they're like, fuck, I met a guy named Bruin last night, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that combined with the fact that I like have red hair, like there's a lot of unique things about me. I think I just leaned into it. Like it became like a lot about who I was as a person, having this unique name Dude, and then whatever yeah, else. Yeah, the uniqueness. You yeah, tons it. of confidence, man. Yeah. Like a lot of conversations were started just because of my name. And so that led into something more. It's like you're at the bar, you're like, uh, so my name's Bruin. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that as you. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? They're playing right now, but like, what the fuck are you talking about? My name's Bruin. But yeah. The, the name thing is, is strange in that way, I think. Yeah. Man, well, I think the more common your name or the more you're, – you're right about your name being kind of unique but also familiar. Yeah. Because yeah. I think if you have a super common name, it's easy to forget. But if your name is super obscure, it's easy to forget too because it's just – Totally. That's what lot. I'm saying. It's the association. It's the fact that everyone in North America knows and on even in a funny way in Europe because – Bruin in Dutch is brown. So they think it's funny because, oh. um, you know, don't have brown hair. There's nothing brown about me. But um, even then, like, no matter what, people <laughs> seem to have something they connect with. I don't know. I heard you name. can make a mean curry. Oh, I love making curry. <laughs> 
dude, my favorite homemade food. <laughs> Everyone talks about Italian food, like Italian moms killing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My best friend is uh, his dad's East Indian, and his grandma. Like when we go over there to eat, dude, mm. it is out oh. of control. Like just constantly, like she's got she's got like bags of samosas in the freezer just in case. Yeah, you know, that's what you start with. Like she just brings them out before dinner gets started. Like they don't fuck around. You don't eat like. There's there's no TV dinners in an Indian household, I'll tell you that. No, dude, you're just making little feasts and stuff. Dude, Man, that's Mark, one. What's that? We want we want an update on your serving skills. Like how are you we, we talked briefly. Well, dude, man, when you ago. ask me like what How are you becoming as a Man, when you asked me like what gets me horny, not work related, I was thinking and I was like, "Oh, and then I was like, "Oh shit, that's work related." And just like how like good i kind of feel like i'm getting at like my job like i'm just kind of in this like getting slowly into this flow state of just like yeah it's just great man like especially when you just have like the every day i work i just get more and more knowledge of like random little Mm. things on the menu whether it's on the wines list or like weird little facts and stuff and then you just sort of just add that to your little bucket and you just i don't know it's great every day is practice yeah every day it's, it's almost like Man, when the restaurant gets really, really busy, it's almost like you're playing a sport. Right. It's like the exhilarate. It's, it's like a you're, team for sure. You're on, you're on a team, but you're also yeah. it's like a team sport and a solo sport because you have your own tables in your own section, yeah. but everyone's like flying around, like kind of like doing stuff on the go, and it's really cool. And yeah, when it's when it's flying and you have to be like kind of on your on top of your shit, it's like really exhilarating. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get a buzz. There's one thing about serving or bartending, like why I kind of wish I did it ever. And even like now more, I think than ever is like for you every day, you have to interact with people that you wouldn't otherwise interact with. Mm. And I think that's like a valuable life thing. Like if mm. I don't want to fucking deal with someone, I'm not dealing with them. Like I don't have to spend 45 minutes with you if True. you're being a fucking dick to me. Yeah. But you do actually. Yeah. And you have to try to like you make have, them yeah. like you. And yeah. like do all these other things. I feel like that like socially is super definitely. helpful. And know? for me too, I'm just sort of, I definitely am like an extrovert. So it's like nice for me to just get that all yeah, out of my flat, you're like It's like working out yeah. in a way. Yeah, I, yeah I, I dig it. If I spend like a couple days by myself, like in dead season, I start to go legit crazy. Yeah, I get like stir crazy because there's some days in where I would wake up, go work, especially in the fall when it was just me, and then I would come home, cook some food, and it'd be like five o'clock, and I'd only said hi to the girl who served me my coffee, and I'd be like kind of depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, man, hard. But that's real, man. That's life. It's, it's crazy to me that you fucking moved out to Whistler after school. And you just never left. Yeah. <laughs> it's epic. Like, I think it's a pretty low odds, honestly. It is pretty, yeah. Yeah, like it's low odds. It's a rare odd. thing. Yeah. And you did it just because you liked skiing. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. still fucking go and send all the yeah, time. Yeah, I fucking love Mark, it. Mark, how, was, how was your Hell Whistler yeah. Yeah. How has your Whistler experience, like, changed over the years? I don't know. That might be a super hard thing to talk about. But no. Well, it's... I think that would be kind of cool to yeah. talk about. In, well, I've been here for, like, just over four years. And honestly, it's just, I've had, like, a bit of everything. Like, like Tessa moved out here, and, like, f- like four years ago. And then, like, we dated for a bit, then she went home. And, like, I lived in a big, like, eight-person house on Eagle Drive, which was, like, an interesting experience. <laughs> I've, like, worked, like, a dusty little job in a backcountry ski shop, which I, like, enjoyed. But, like, definitely wasn't getting paid very well. And then... Yeah, then like starting my little landscaping company has been like a a really, that's been an awesome experience as well. And 
And yeah, just I don't know. It's just been like it's been like a fun grind. It's been yeah, like you know a what? it's been like a rewarding grind out here in Whistler because now I feel like all the grinding's paid off because like I've got like good friends. I'm in this like sweet house, which yeah. is just from uh, like landscaping. Like one of my clients owns this house, and I'm like working at like a yeah. pretty sweet restaurant, and like the like this summer is looking like it's going to be a good summer for like work and just doing stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like the, yeah, it just feels good to like be at like a, a good place that I'm like happy with, but also like definitely like want to keep, sorry, you can't see my hand. Keep, uh, (laughs) just keep like, yeah. Building the momentum as we like. Something nice about being a seasonal worker in a way, because there's like an ebb and a flow to things. Well, and you get some variety, like you said, you get to work a different job in the winter. That's like going to be more like nighttime, which Mm -hmm. obviously in the summer you're working during the day always. So that means you can ski more at school. Yeah. I'm going to like pat you on the back too, just because for me, um, like I moved up to Whistler when I was, I think, 25, right? Oh, yeah. And then I was already like established in my work. Like I knew what I was doing. So I moved up here because I had the freedom to move up here, which is true for like most of our friends. So like there's like Chris and Rye, a lot of the other people I know are like working freelance. It's way more impressive to like move here to ski and then find a way to stay. Mm. Like I think there's only a few people I know who did that and like were successful at it. But it's... uh. <laughs> What do you got there? It's a flying monkey. Keep going. I like what you're talking about. It's just like, um, like for you to start, like have a house on Eagle Drive and then like have your girlfriend come out here and like work a bunch of different jobs you weren't pumped about and then start a business that like now gives you like more sustainability. So like you said, you can, you could, you get to really like have fun and focus on the thing that you moved out here for, Mm -hmm. like maybe better than you were able to before, but also look at it as something that could like, you could stay. Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool. I don't think there's very many people who ever get to a point in Whistler where they feel like legitimately, oh, this could be my life, you know? Yeah. Most people move out here for a year. Other than, yeah, other than, like, people who don't have a boss or who are professional skier snowboarder. Mm. Like, and it's, that's, that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, Mark, what's your favorite city you've ever lived in? Definitely Whistler. Whistler is your number one over Ottawa? 100%. <laughs> I think it probably fucking trainer, dude. Is there anyone left in Ottawa who's not in Whistler? That's a real yeah. There's so many. Actually, funny you say that too. Right now, there's so many like families from Ottawa out for this like couple weeks. They always come out in February. But yeah, definitely. It probably goes Whistler, Kingston, Ottawa. (laughs) I was gonna say God's country. Definitely my number one. Yeah, Kings. All the best things in my life have happened in Kingston. So yeah, why wouldn't it be my favorite? It's also a very tight city. It's the, tight. Oh, it's so nice. It's nice being living near water. That's the one thing I'll say. Like, Dude, it's just nice I, being within walking distance to like swimmable water. Are you in Toronto <laughs> right now? No, he's in uh, Kingston. Oh, Joe's, he is right now? Some, yeah, sometimes when I have like a couple too many coffees and I feel like I'm all jacked up on caffeine, I just think about the, that story you told me like a year ago when you just, I don't know, Joe doesn't really do coffee too well. And he just told I'm, us. I'm, I pretty much go ham these days. Though. Oh, do you? I'm, yeah. Is I'm that work related? Is that oh, yeah. Related? Oh, yeah. my God. What are you doing Coffee? for work? I don't know. Tell me about it. I want to hear more. I am building a bridge. <laughs> not even metaphorically. It's, eh? it's just like no, <laughs> it's just literally and, building a bridge. And obvi- obviously not one single person on the project builds the whole bridge. 
But actually, interestingly enough, I'm building the temporary steel bridge to get the crane out there to build the real bridge. Wow. So I am building a whole bridge. It's very cool. It's the most that like bridge cool. operation on the bridge. You're, it's <laughs> You're just building bridges, man. It's fucking awesome. You're helping awesome. people get from A to B. Cool. Dude, it's fun to challenge yourself just, in something that's like just genuinely really cool. Yeah, yeah that actually is like a hundred. We're gonna cool. build this thing over a river. It's a kilometer and a point two long. And you can't fail either. Like you got to yeah. succeed. There's no margin for error. You know what Think I mean? There's like so much on the line. Like I, there's nothing on the line for like anything I do. Like I can hope that like maybe if like some some things I write or a photo I take like affects people in a positive way, makes them you know maybe want to whatever the fuck I do it for. Uh, hey, you want to fuck you, people up. You, you're like you're building a bridge. Like it needs to be there, or else people can't get like to work and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, utility man. I'm relying utilities. on a lot of people who have a lot more experience than me, and I'm learning from them, and I'm doing as they do. So, that was such a humble thing to say, just with the expectation that one of them might be listening. Not nice work, man. Really nice. <laughs> I, I don't think any of them are listening. I fucking yeah. hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but even oh. if even if they are, that they're gonna hear that, which is you know, nice work, <laughs> good PR. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna be like, hey guys, by the way, I have a podcast. And <laughs> listen, to, listen to episode thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Skip to it only gets good around thirty minutes. If do you, um, do you guys ever think about like how like is it cool? Because I've been thinking about doing something like a podcast with my best friend who lives in Edmonton now. Yeah, and no, is it nice totally because cool. you guys just don't care? You guys don't care if anyone listens. And you guys just get to talk, right? Yeah, planet, yeah, we get to talk. Yeah, every but, person like, on this planet should start a podcast with their best friend. We, it's such a, <laughs> especially if they're in different places, right? Yeah, man, I agree. Like how you, no, you and you and Mark miss smoking weed together. Now you can do it. <laughs> Fucking 2020, man, me, dude. Me, Mark, and Emil will sit on this computer, smoke some weed, and freestyle rap like yeah. we're fucking standing in a circle in the same room. Yeah. It's so it's fun. Epic. It's yeah. just like it doesn't times. happen as often as it should, but it's such a like great memory. It's the, the nostalgia is like oozing out of you. It just feels so good. Man, so speaking of free, I feel like you'd be really good at freestyle rap. But I don't know. I I think I used to I used to like it. Like, yeah, a couple of my buddies were pretty good. The thing I find tough about it is like I love poetry so much that I almost I don't <laughs> let myself flow. Mm. Like, I you, wish, are you like you want to do slam no it's just like I'll like I'll come up with a line I'll come up with a line and I'll know that it, I could have said it better and that's what I'll be thinking oh, about instead on. of just flowing with it dude you gotta let that's yourself what I struggle go. with the recovery from the fucked up lines yeah, is the most fun that's part the best it. it's like yeah, anyone can do well when they're flowing but it's how do you like you just like, literally said three senses of gibberish how do you recover yeah those are that's sometimes that forges the most beautiful diamonds is the pressure that comes with that dude yeah. when you said when we were talking about your name yeah my mind just sort of went like oh what rhymes with brune and i think i would probably do something like strewn like your clothes, like, a good one. Like your clothes are. How do you spell that word? You know what's a good one? If you were rapping about my name, would yeah. be to actually not make it rhyme and uh -huh. to start talking about coffee and like things like that. So like brewing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really nice. So like, like really more nice. like Drake shit, you know, with the yeah. shit on him with the toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey guys, speaking of toilet paper, I have a bidet now. Dude, no, Joe. Yeah. As How you, is it's it? It's a forty. It's forty-five bucks off Amazon. Everyone, it's called the Neo Nine Thousand Lux bidet. It's yeah, forty-five dollars and delivered now you just get a your flush. fucking door. Oh, it literally man. comes with the wrench that you need to install it. Okay, wow. folks, you don't need shit. Some Ikea and shit. Bidet. This is an unofficial sponsor of the podcast, dude. Okay, <laughs> Joseph, man, you just you just segued. Perfect, man. So we've got, uh, folks, we have one of our first um, voice messages sent into the show from one of our longtime listeners. Wow. Uh, yeah, from one of our longtime listeners and my dear friend, uh, Robbie Komodo. Um, and uh, yeah, Joe, you couldn't have segued it better without asking. Hey, guys, big fan of the pod. I uh, just wanted to ask a quick question for Joe. Uh, a couple weeks ago on the pod, you mentioned that you uh, bought and installed your own bidet for your house there in Kingston. I was just wondering <laughs> if you could provide the listeners with a bit more information on this. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in Europe, and the Airbnb had one. I took it for a couple <laughs> rides. It was awesome. Uh, so I'm hoping to get a few more details from you here. Uh, love the pod, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Holy shit. That's actually weird. You guys are big time, <laughs> man. man. Big time. Oh. Shut up. Copy, man. Kimo. Get yourself a bidet. <laughs> You're going to sit yourself. Okay, this is... Listen, <laughs> folks. Like, you, be... you wipe your ass in the morning. You bidet in the morning. Barely a difference. It's like eating your eggs scrambled or sunny side up. But if you bidet in the evening, folks, after... <laughs> <laughs> You've been at work all day. You're sitting in that chair. You're just sweating. You don't you need a bidet. Clean it up. How clean does it make your asshole? Like on a one to ten. So good. It's really? insane. Okay, if a bird shit on your arm, would you take a piece of dry fucking paper and wipe it off? No, I mean, I've, you're preaching the choir. Like I've thought this forever about it, but I just also haven't used one. And so I'm wondering, never, like, you, what are kind you of still like the a, other thing that's the most fucked thing about it? I feel is like, like a bidet we'll is guests. like psychedelic drugs for me. It took me a long time to like jump in. I needed to do a lot of research. I thought a lot about don't. it. I think you might have been the one to change my okay, mind about this. Listen, thing. this is the most fucked part. It's like a witchcraft thing. This thing's forty-five bucks off Amazon, delivered to your door within two days, unless you don't have Amazon Prime. And then at that point, what the fuck's going on? But. <laughs> But this thing gets delivered two days. The most insane part about it is that we, when whoever comes to our house, we're like, you have to use the bidet. And no matter if they're five foot one, six foot eight, 250, 150, it doesn't matter. Any shape or size, perfect bullseye right on the asshole. I have no idea how it does it. Wow. But <laughs> I think that's the more about the toilet design than the bidet design. Toilets are impressive, you know. Like, how can how are they all the same? Just like how you is said. the butthole of a three hundred pound man in the same location as the butthole of like a hundred and twenty pound woman? Because the hole itself in a toilet isn't very big, and your body, like, <laughs> if you're really little, maybe your feet don't touch the floor, and if you're really big, you might have to like stray your legs out. But like, Dude, the toilets are one size fit all, baby. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's really kind of like a like urinals are. You get, you know, you get like the little kid urinal, and then you have like the fucking normal urinal. Yeah. And every once in a while in an airport, you do it in the kids' urinal, and it splashes up. It's not great. 
but like no there's no toilets it's like well w- what if a seven foot guy comes in they're like no this is it this yeah. is all you get make this how amazing. epic are those long urinals that go all the dude, way to the floor you're peeing gonna... on a wall those dude, are so rare man but yeah, those i get are rare. horny when i see dude I, yeah. I get horny when i see a trough yeah troughs are troughs are the best <laughs> when you walk into like a european bar dude. and it's like smoky because they don't I... stop people from doing that and on on rugby tour in scotland we were partying at the rugby clubhouse i was 16 years old with my fellow high school players that were 17 and 18 but a lot of 16 year old guys and we were fucking all hammered like one of the i mean you get drunk at home like i think the first time i drank was when i was 15 but like we're getting drunk in a way that's different first drunk story and and uh we were (laughs) we're so fucking hammered pissing in a trough three of us having a grand old time (laughs) this old guy looks at us he's like is this piss or is this beer it's a fucking full cup sitting right at the end of the trough and we don't i don't think anyone even said anything he takes a drink drinks like three quarters of it and he's like it's piss (laughs) (laughs) he He was lying though right he was lying yeah, he must have been lying, but he just walked out of the bathroom. None of you went to check? Didn't say another word. We didn't say a single fucking word. Oh we were like in sh- shocked. Oh, I hope it was piss. <laughs> wow. That's what a fucking power move that was. I actually do think it was piss. It looked like piss. Yeah, uh, well. Truthfully, you... I've never met drunker people than when I was in Scotland either. So it's it's believable totally. Like, that place is fucking hilarious. They man. just get the Irish too. They just get after it up there in the... In the dead of winter. And Mark, you're looking good, dude. Well, thanks, man. You too. Oh. Dude, Joe, you know what I was thinking about a couple days ago? Just how, uh, like, me, you, Emil, and, like, uh, yeah, we're so, um, and, like, other friends, too, especially when we were in university in fourth year, just, like, how, like, complimentary we all were. Oh, like, especially. Everyone had their own yeah. thing. Yeah, every, no, we would all, it was, there was, like, no. No, but problems. everyone's always complimenting yeah, each other. Yeah, especially, like, playing intramural sports and stuff like that. Oh. Like, on our soccer team, we were all just so, like, great job. Like, really nice. <laughs> or, like, oh, you're looking good, man. Or just, Wait, we were just all so that's, complimentary. That's interesting. That's interesting because I have the opposite experience. Really? Yeah, and, like, I've always found it super uncomfortable. When I'm like, when like if someone were to call, like if I were to compliment you, yeah, I think, well, I think we have like a different one too. And uh, like, even like Ryan, Chris, like, I think I compliment them a lot and because yeah. the same thing. And I feel like when I was around you guys, like even the first time we met, I realized that was the vibe, but I also realized it was super genuine, yeah. you know, like I uh-huh. knew that you guys just were in love with mm-hmm. each other, like embarrassingly almost. <laughs> and so like, just in case everyone wondered why they started a podcast, it's literally to look at each other. That's for sure. Definitely and helps. so, um, but like with my buddies, when I was growing up, there was just this thing, like we were always so competitive with each other. We all had different sports. Like my two best friends, one plays professional cross, now one plays football, and I was always a hockey player. Wow. But like, That's dude, pretty incredible. It is. It's really cool, actually. But we were like fucking savages to each other. Like mean to each other. Like to the point where other people, if they didn't get it, would be like, well, like yeah. Usually, yeah, you know, there's a... Phone number you can call. Oh, yeah. you're feeling okay. You know, and we'd be I feel playing... like there's an age for that. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's when you're in like high. It's school. when you're younger. It's yeah, when you're like, when you're like yeah. eighteen, whatever. Yeah. You can, I, you can like, I like someone who's competitive also because I know they get it. Like, you yeah, know? yeah. So, well, that's the thing. So, what, what's funny about it is, and definitely, it's become more mild like over the years because we don't all live in the same place anymore. And when we see each other, mm. 
But like you can spark it when you see each other. If we start drinking, Ooh, when dude. we start playing beer pong, like we start like getting into it, and that's dude, the like the best when we, thing to do with someone like is to go get a drink. Everyone knows your best friends. Yeah. Right. Like at, at yeah. a certain point, I would never ever in my life treat someone the way I treat them when we're drinking together and playing beer pong. Like I'm saying fucking mean things to get yeah. in their head. Like I'm going to win. Dude. Well, it's like it me and takes like trust to do that. Me and Joe pretty much have this like thing wherever we're in the same city. We just play like an insane ping pong match for like three hours. And it yeah. gets, I think I've won the last like four or five. Hold your wow. horses. man. Just putting sure that out there. Oh, okay. Definitely just won Dude, the last one wow. in an absolute wow. spanking. Okay. That's one. Four or five is a little bit of a stretch. I remember beating you a year. I've been beat. Bit. I've been beating you since Columbia, buddy. Dude, I've been beating the you only since thing Columbia. that matters, Joseph, the only <laughs> thing that matters is in all the big kind of. This is like you're the best. Like whoever wins right. this is the no, best. You're right. I you won the you. Stanley Cup. I won you're the Stanley soccer. fucking Cup. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Have you guys ever heard uh, of the myth of Sisyphus? Fuck. A Sisyphus. Of Sisyphus. The myth of Sisyphus. Syphilis. It, it does actually. I think. Really I don't know. Chicken or egg? What came first? Anyway, the myth of Sisyphus is this Greek myth about uh, a guy who's forced by by the gods to push a boulder up the hill every day, and then at the end of the day, let it roll down the hill. And so it's this this thing. And Camus wrote a sick book about it, trying to think about the interpretation of if that's like implies purpose in life, or if it's all the ultimate torture. You know, like. Okay. But the segue to what we were talking about my best friend keegan um he was sick at ping pong when i met him we moved in the same street we were like 13 years old and he had a ping pong table his whole life and he was fucking sick i'd never played ping pong before yeah i think he beat me like maybe a thousand times in a row but i Mm -hmm. fucking came back every day and i'd play and i played hard every time And now I'm fucking sick at ping pong. And that was like a huge life lesson for me. Like just to have the fucking courage to keep losing. Like it was like it should have been so embarrassing to me because I was like so used to being better than people at sports. And I was like this huge kid and everything else. And like it was funny at the time too. Keeks was like he's four days older than me. But that means that he's born in 91 and I'm 92. So he's a year ahead of me in school. But at the time he was like probably five, three, I was yeah. like six feet tall. We're 13 years wow, old. Wow. That's growing. pretty interesting. Man. Yeah. Four days apart, but four days years. apart. Yeah. And he's older, but he was always smaller. It was, it was funny. And he just, yeah, it just fucking killing me. <laughs> the half Asian part <sighs> of him just fucking just ripping. Me. It, you, yeah. you should see Keegan butter his bread. He's got a backhand that would just make you weep. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, though, he, like I beat he him butters all the time the now. Yeah, he doesn't dude. beat me anymore. That's what happened, man. Because I beat him, and then I bought the ping pong table, had yeah. him Whistler. Yeah, yeah. now dude. you had the ping pong table. My, yeah. I like that. That's right. My Keegan is Robbie Ash. Same thing. Yeah. I he had a ping pong table, and I would go over to his place, and he would just absolutely whoop me, and I just kept like. All you have to do is figure out one shot that kind of works a bit, and yeah, then you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing this, and then that that gets played once out. Once you get a good you, serve, once you get, you get something, like the right serve. Yeah. The the problem is is that I'm your Keegan now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Obi Wan over you here. You just eh? can't beat me, dude. Joe, it, I will I, actually time man, after uh, time, uh, thousands of times. You actually grinding my gears. <laughs> I want to play ping pong so bad. I've ever. Oh, I played you right. And you we saw played my, a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Saw my bear style. Yeah. That was born. Can we from talk Joe. about? That was, I don't born, know. That was born. Drew from ping Joe pong Joe. 
Four Lees clothing for men. Yeah. Oh Did man, you ever play it's gone. It was so good. Know, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Going there. We used the to go there every day. They would give us like a beer every time we yeah. went. It was like so epic. It was awesome. It was such a homey place. Like we yeah. we got to know. I like sewed with one of the employees for yeah. two hours. I went I, to her. I'm like, how much would it cost for you to sew my snow pants? She's like, oh, 38 bucks. I honestly it's think like, that place was uh, like ahead of the curve. Like, yeah. it didn't work because it was too good and no one really f- ever figured it out. Like, what a hmm. sick idea. Just it was such have, a like, cool place to hang out. They had like really cool build a community art everywhere. With, yeah, it's, it was sick. I would, like, that's the only way. That's the only way ever. That, that place is a place that place is, is get cool men to shop. in principle. I get what? Oh, get it's men to shop. It's the only yeah. way to get men to shop. Yeah, get put a ping pong table and get people. I'm not fucking going to walk around a mall. Give me a ping pong table and beer. Maybe I'll buy shorts. I don't know. I think I would. Yeah. I, I think they were too. They were. I honestly think they were too focused on like the artistic sense of things, and there was a bit right. of a lack of like a business sense. Like the half the store was taken up by art that they weren't selling every week. Like they needed. I don't know. I just. Yeah, yeah. It was too cultural. Like yeah, people would come do free yoga and they wouldn't buy a fucking thing. Like yeah, there's a certain true. issue in that, right? What did we do with Joe? We bought them like cheese and crackers or something. And we literally played ping pong there for but, like, six was, months. Never yeah. bought a thing. We bought them uh, jams and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. It, but that's just where I think like what I meant with the, them being ahead of the curve, right? When you think about like the internet and like Amazon and all these other ways that you can buy things now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to create an experience. An experience and saying. like a culture. Yeah. It's if, not just like a go. Yeah. It's Some... hard that they only sold clothing. Uh-huh. Like if they had other, th- like imagine you had like a, imagine you have a building um, in Whistler and it has like four lease. The four lease area, there's where you buy clothes, everything else. It's also a place for you to get your hair cut. There's like all sorts of amenities and things you can do. There's like a library where you can study and bring your computer and do different things like that. Mm-hmm. People will fucking go. And then if you if you can manage to sell enough stuff through this business, and then you start putting them up in different cities, dude. If you had a place like that that I was like comfortable with in Whistler, and then I was in LA and they had yeah. a place like that, I'm going there. Like a, that's a like way to online, fight against yeah. online shopping, you know, because it needs like to be little, experiential. I like think. How many refuge, how many like guys have you kissed in your life? Both of you. This is a question to both of you. Just like kiss on the lips, like sugar on, on the, the lips. It doesn't need to be like tongue Dude, down the throat. On the lips. But if your never lips touch the I've lips, never had then tongue. you count it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I've never once I'm... had tongue, and I think it's because I'm a pussy, and I won't do it. I should maybe, but kiss on the lips, do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think I've, I think. Yeah, it's but just I want you to put a number on it though. You know, I want you to. Ask, I oh, I used to walk around the guess. bar as a joke. Like we had this thing in university where there was like a few of us who we'd be around like a group of girls and you know like how do you get like girls to loosen up a little bit you make it like funny and everything else and so like the boys would just be joking around and giving each other a kiss on the lips and then like you'd include one of the girls and then all of a sudden you're making out with a girl man sick use. that's actually that's, that's, that's actually pretty smart. that that's sounds good. like it would work it was yeah it did it really did <laughs> And there's like so many, so many of the boys who hate it too, which makes it even funnier because they're like pulling away. And you know you're fucking kidding around. It's all a joke. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, how many people, how many men have you kissed on the on the lips? Five times. Five. Five. Twice you. Man. Twice Neil. Once Kieran. Nice. Yours sounds so much more intimate than mine. Yours sounded gay. Oh my. If that's okay <laughs> of me to say. Yeah. 
Because I, I just do it all the time. I'm like a slutty. Yeah, you were using. You were like a utility. Like yeah. you were using it as a tool. Whereas this was Dude. actually maybe out of exactly like, out, out of like, like super <laughs> like real caring for one another. Like oh, I was using it because I know I, that I'm not I'm that attractive, so I need to use tricks. Like misdirection for me is a big thing. You know? uh, well, yeah, I remember I used to tell uh, the girls at the bar in Ottawa that I was in the. OHL. Dude, you can't lie. That's not misdirection. That's, no, that's coach. If you're 19, you're Man, younger, no, man. I think I was in, like, yeah, first year. You know what's funny? It, like, I just have to say this because it is funny, <laughs> is that you would use that as a lie. Having that in your back pocket. Oh, yeah. You as a even, fucking, yeah. yeah as this like guy a, was actually, like, in the OHL. As, like, a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, having that in your back pocket was laughable yeah, in small-town Canada. Yeah, but does it bother you to know that, like, you put in all that work, but Mark was just reaping all those rewards? I honestly love it so much more because... The one thing that actually was helpful for me was that I grew really resentful. You played in the OHL, Bruin? I didn't even know w- that. Is WHL, that true? WHL, but that's just, you know, different. Dude, Same that's yeah. just Same. as good. That's legit. Yeah, no, I was pretty good. Dude, Bruin, yeah, Bruin's What position good. did you play? D. Yeah. I played hockey today for the first time all winter. I know, we were I went talking about that shitty. earlier. Dude, we were talking about We were the just ODR talking about how, how fucking I sad I am Dude. that I lived in Vancouver growing up. Like, I wish I had an ODR. Dude, you heard it here first. Sucked. Bruin would have been in the NHL if he lived in a cold climate city. Yeah, um, honestly, this guy—that sounds so Virginia, dumb. That sounds so dumb. And if like, I didn't, if I didn't pick up the camera, how? When what I was month are you born in, Bruin? What month? So you're gonna ask me a question about Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Outliers, I think. <laughs> and I'm born January fourth, dog. First chapter. <laughs> Let's He's go. right. Hey. He's totally right. Dude, He's totally you, right in that like Isn't that fucked? Isn't that insanely list. cool to think about like how majority of like the NHL players are born in the first three months? Dude, that book honestly. And it makes total sense. It yeah. makes yeah, of course it complete does. sense. I had a I had a sport like a sports psychologist who worked with one of the teams I was playing on who's actually like a really sick guy. Shout out Saul Miller if you want to look When was the last time you spoke to him? Uh, actually like a year and a half ago, I would, I would go for sessions like just with him. He is like super important in my life. Like not even hockey related. He's Mm. just a special guy, but should call, you should call him after this episode. We always ask our guests at the end of the episode, who are you going to call as like your, like, you know, this, we haven't, I could find his number. I don't know if I have it in my phone, but I could find it. I think that you're smart enough. You're talking about how you can learn anything on YouTube. I think you (laughs) can find his number. I think unfortunately finding someone's personal information is not YouTube's like number one thing, you know? No, no, but he's saying you can, I I, I know what he's saying. I'm just fucking around. Um, so he, he gave, he gave me that, he gave me that book when I was like 18, I think. Um, and that book was actually like really it was nice that the first chapter related like directly to me because it was humbling in a sense like i got to read that chapter and realize that you know it wasn't just that i'm fucking the greatest and i I started thinking about it and like my whole career and my life in general like i went through puberty so early dude so so if you compound that with the fact that i'm playing against kids who are like how early are we talking like oh man i was so my i'm I'm six feet i'm eh? six feet like 200 195 now when i was 13 i was six feet 165 so i didn't grow any taller so like but i was so young and i had this size and then Born it just allowed me to build up a con a confidence you know like your confidence as a 13 year old kid you're playing like 
you're big. Your ba- you're just you understand that like no one's going to be able to push you around at all. You can play with an edge. Yeah. Like that's what made me like a tough player. Even as guys got bigger than me, it was that I just always gave that was little the seed. You yeah. could water the seed. And I knew what it was like to get punched right in the face. Like there was just things about oh, it that were so my helpful, God, dude. And then my little brother, who loved hockey so much more than me, like so fucking much more. But he was a goalie, and he was born at the uh, middle of October, and he was just, like, fucked for the – like, he developed a little bit late, and so that made him, yeah. like, ultimately, like, years younger yeah, than I was. The biggest thing is, like, any investment. The wild. shit you get in the beginning is the biggest compound growth. Like, if you get that good coaching and good practice when you're five, six, seven years old, then you're on a trajectory yeah. that's going to take you. But you the need only to be way able you get like, that is that you got to be fucking ready for it at that age, like you said. So yeah. like all these like random things, like that. What Gladwell is talking about in that book is when you're five years old, you're five. You've had five total years. Yeah, yeah. And if but you're someone born, who's born in January, January it's like, is like dude, literally this six had, years old. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this guy is one year older than other people on the ice at a time when that is like the majority 20 percent of your life exactly so but like you said all of a sudden you know you're five and you go out there and you're destroying these little like little babies that you're playing with and then they're like he's the best and then you get the coaching and then you get all the other stuff and that like it totally was true and i guess i I got a bit sidetracked but with it being true it was really wonderful that he gave me that book to read because the book really made me think about um how much less like personal control I had over my life. And oh. it allowed me to just like let things happen. Yeah. Like I didn't take anything as a slight. If um if I'm like in a contest or something like that and I don't win, it doesn't affect my ego or like it, it just is it is what it is in a certain sense. Like, you know, when you, you read that whole book and you finish it and you realize like how so many things for like real success, like high level success are borderline arbitrary. And like out yeah. of the person's control, I think that's extremely liberating and something that like most people would, I think our culture prides itself on saying that being successful is the priority, right? Yeah. Like I'd say that's like the North American ideal because the American yeah, dream sure. implies it, right? Like the American dream is that you could work as hard as you can and you can get whatever you want. Well, that book kind of taught me that's bullshit. Find something you love. And work as hard as you can at it. And if you work as hard as as hard as you can at something that you love, that you find fulfillment in, you're gonna have a valuable life. Yeah, it's I, not the oh, success that matters, man. right? It's, it's like beautiful. the rest of it. So, dude, I I'm very in touch with like what I try to be. I think very in touch with what like is gonna really make me happy. And at the end of the day, like I'm enjoying working right now, and I'm enjoying I'm working a lot, but I enjoy, I enjoy it. So it's exactly. kind of yeah. It's a weird thing where it's an enjoyable thing, but at the end of the day, I know it's easy for it to become like your world, honestly. I'm that's what I'm finding right now. But I yeah. think at the end of the day, you gotta really remember like what the really important things. Like I'm living a life, there's a big same beginning and a same end for every single person on this planet. Yeah. So it's like really everything's equal in the end. So it's like totally. what are you gonna what are you gonna obtain in your time? Maybe obtaining money is not necessarily the best thing. What are you going to experience in your life? Dude, that's yeah. like the most so, valuable thing is like experiences and like great. But like experiences just like being like, are not exclusive to like one person. You know what I'm saying? Like what might be a great experience. Like yeah. experiences that would be good for you are not good for me. 
I hate that mm-hmm. misconception. Yeah. Like we try to think as if like something's ideal. Well, because like people are emotional about yeah. it. Oh, they, yeah. I, they feel strongly about something that's worked for them. It's understandable. Totally, yeah. totally. You're going to want to be, you, you're genuinely else, wanting to help other people because you're like, wow, I've struggled so much, but this <laughs> yeah. finally worked for me. Yeah, but Everyone's emotional about what that, works. Though. No, I don't okay. think it's arrogant, man. I think you, you're struggling so much to like yeah. find something that works. And when you find something that like fits your life and you just feel good, you're going to be so passionate about it. I don't think it's a, like I so I agree not... with that. I agree with that. But I think the pro, like one thing I see as a problem with it is that then it ends up preaching like something that oh, was successful very for preachy, one person. But... So what what I would say, you know when you see like a I don't know, like a fucking yoga hippie thing about finding yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I thought about that a lot recently and I hate it. And the reason I hate it is that I think you're always becoming yourself. So there's nothing to fucking find. You get to curate and choose. If, if, like you said, everyone is born and everyone dies. In between, you get to play the fucking game however you want to play it. It's your choice, you know, mm. whatever you want to do. And one thing you learn as you get older is if you make one choice at one point, it affects the next choice. So you have to value that into it because you can't just go back and be whatever you want anymore. That's impossible. But like when you know that, I don't like the idea that like I'm that I had a personality that was like in my DNA or something. No, no. there's things that I get to try yeah. and it makes me want to explore more. It makes me want to experience more, see more, do different things. I don't think you find yourself, you become yourself, but that means you have to be honest and not be your decisions can't be dictated by like how you grew up or the environment. Society impresses well, so much on us that I think we forget that you can do whatever the fuck you want. Literally. And at like, all, like at all times. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys base- are eating. You guys are eating food. You're fucking, you're living, you're breathing the same air. Like yeah. at the end of the day, you're going to get to the same spot. If you live your life comfortably in a way that you enjoy, then that's what the fuck, that's, what yeah. is otherwise the point? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Man, you're obviously the like the richest guy, Bill Gates, he's the fucking richest guy, or like whoever, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. In 200 years from now, the name Jeff Bezos will never be fucking said again. No. Yeah, oh, he might I don't know, disagree. I know, I know what uh, you're getting at. I don't know. Right. Who's Do you the know richest Egyptian? Boys. Like, think about no. this. You don't know. No one gives a shit about no, who but is that, rich. So, but wait, the, but that's thousands of years. I think yeah. I'd agree with you if you said 2,000. Okay, who is the 200. richest 18th century like monarch who is the richest businessman of 1981 yeah all those you don't even know 30 years we just gave you all we just gave you them (laughs) (laughs) like the Vanderbilt (laughs) dick too holy shit you heard of fucking banking um Brun you know how you said that you were you're like you were the big kid you hit puberty early yeah. i was actually the exact opposite yeah i oh, was like the, i was like the so which first, is so funny because we're like the same size tell us yeah, literally like so, so on my late october birthday so like opposite birthday yeah. and then i just i hit puberty so late like i was like the littlest kid and like in in like, you're uh, six feet tall now mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're not a little guy anymore. Dude, but being would... little made you funny for sure it made you funny. i think so because you like had how to it, stand out just like how um yeah like you're like being bigger and hitting puberty really affected your personality definitely with me too because i was tiny i was yeah. like such a little midget and i was like how 
like I gotta be fun. Like I gotta, I gotta work something out here because yeah. I gotta like stand out, differentiate myself a little bit. And I think that also led me to be like the class clown a little bit exactly, in school because sure. I just, dude, I have the same, I, I have the same it. like experience. It. But there's like, no sp- way you were the little guy, man. In, no, but I was the class clown in and, sports like, too. Like you know how you were just dominating people. I kind, <laughs> I went out with this like mentality of <laughs> of like don't get annihilated like in rugby oh. I'd like I'd be like running around people that was what made you shift yeah, you know? I was like shifting fast like a little fucking this is something runner. I will say proudly and I hope people really listen to this Mark so he's saying he was the youngest or not youngest but like this one of the later developers in that he felt like smaller when he was younger but by the time Mark got to university we were on the same intramural squad so they there's a hundred guys trying out for a, like a rugby team but there's no no one gets cut so he's just like okay i'm gonna be on the team no matter what but you're Do basically practicing for yeah exactly yeah. like I'm, I'm practicing for like playing time and positioning but Mar- so mark so everyone's got everything to gain and like you know what i mean like everyone's just coming to a training camp all young kids mark of the all 15 guys on that team was the unanimous leader 100 percent he literally was telling everyone what to do and everyone was listening. But wait, yeah, in, a, in a certain sense, though, that's kind of goes to what you're saying, right? Because what we're talking about is like you're talking about like childhood development, like elementary school into high school, everything else. So you were small when you were growing up. But like that meant that you were funny because you wanted to stand out. But it was like this is how I'm going to do it. Right. Which meant that you were comfortable with attention, which like it helps you become a leader yeah, because you're always trying to draw the attention. But then on a team sport like rugby, if you're fucking funny, there's intangibles though, man, there's it. intangibles. It's not just yeah. like, uh, I was a funny guy. So I got more attention. You gotta, you gotta like embody it. No one's, Dude, everyone is so weird. horny to be the leader because it's going to show you in the best light and everyone's yeah. competing against each other at this point. But like the fact that Mark was the unanimous leader, but also no one even challenged it is what is like so amazing. Dude, that was cool. Sick, I think though. that also speaks to you the You also guys scored like three tries a game in like every game. But which is I like, that's the trick. main thing yeah. though. If you walk that that's walk, kinda, that's like. He was the leader before he, yeah. he was the leader before he even, we even saw him play. Man, it speaks to the guys that were, it was only, it was, we were playing like 10. So there was like 12 guys on our team. Yeah. So I think it speaks to like the people that were on our team too. You yeah, know, yeah. if we had like another Dude, person. We won. Who, I'm pretty sure we yeah, won. We did. The... We, I think we won all of our games. Yeah. But yeah. um, I feel like you would fucking dive like in front of a train for the boys too, dude. I yeah, man. When I'm playing rugby, like I and me being That's undersized nuts. too. Like when I was, especially in high school, like when I was playing rugby, I wasn't like a pussy. Like if somebody was running at me, I'd be like, okay, and I'll just fucking get low. And like even though I was like 130 pounds yeah. or something, I was just be a, like, there's a certain art to tackling, I, yeah. but like letting yourself get run over, but Let you just never miss over. a tackle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just like get low and just yeah, like sure I have so, been run over a couple times, but maybe more than a couple. But uh, no, but when you get but getting yes, run over, getting run over is the best thing for you. Yeah, because you just if makes you, you, ne- if you angry, never get it makes you hard. If you never get run over, you're always worried about getting run over. Mm-hmm. If Dude, you get I, run over time and time again, you just want to come back and yeah. fucking not get run over. Dude, I think it's a good oh, thing. Dude, never... I think there's something to that, Bruno. Because I yeah. honestly think if you're too big too early, you're just you're just not used to getting Dude, just getting fucked. You need up. to just feel it sometimes. Just like totally. Dude, just fucking do it, all uh, right? Just run me. You need over. you need your <laughs> ego to just be like taken and beaten into the fucking turf. Dude, like listen. everyone needs that, man. Dude, getting listen, getting flattened, getting flattened in a rugby game is just 
It's a humbling experience. Uh, man, I was oh. at the gym the other day with Benny. Dude, it's, I, it's very rare for me, but I never really put myself in the situation. Exactly. Maybe I didn't have the balls to yeah, like really that's what I was go like that's what that big at. open field where you dude, can get flat. I was like, oh, okay, this before. one's looking nice. Like, that's what I'm yeah. saying, yeah. Dude, well, yeah, I'll never forget the hardest I've ever been hit like as I was ma- trying to make a tackle. The I, it was We were playing the Ottawa Irish, Joe. With the Bytown Blues, our like Ottawa club team, and respect for life. Yeah, respect, <laughs> respect Bytown Blues. Advance. Uh, and I think oh, I was playing. Yeah. I think I was playing fifteen, which is fullback. You're kind of like last man back. Yeah. Something happened. Somebody missed a tackle, and their their number two, their hooker, like the most like jacked, stacked guy on their team, just like a little team ball Canada of muscle. Rugby. Yeah, team, like I think his name was like level. Sailor or something like that. And he was well, his just. His name was Howie. His name was Howie. No, I was I was talking about um, the Ottawa Irish, bro, not uh, Guelph. <laughs> Yo, this isn't fun for Team anybody Canada. on the pod listening to hear about the fucking very small community of club rugby. You just got to get to the, the point. We don't need to know if it was Guelph or Ottawa. Or sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the point is, folks, <laughs> this guy had about a 20 meter run up at me. Call him Team Canada, sure, whatever you want. And I ran up, met him, and just got as low as I could. And I think he, like, slipped a disc in my back <laughs> and fucking broke my hip. Because he just, Whoa, like... Whoa, I thought that was going to end up right me. different. I <laughs> thought you were going to demolish him. No, he fucking crushed he me, man. You. He flattened <laughs> me, man. It's oh. the hardest I've ever been hit, man. I got That's... demolished. You know what's interesting about that? <laughs> the hardest I ever got hit in hockey... Every time it was like the hardest I ever got hit, yeah. it felt like nothing. Oh, it's like God. a very funny thing about like skates, I guess, and yeah. hockey. Like, yeah, but there was never got plastered. <laughs> no, I no, no, no. I, this one, this That's one time, how could you not feel so, it? No, this is what you I'm must no, have just like, no, 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 just like he, hear me out. What I'm saying is like, You've never I, got center ice. No, no, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> like tell Scott you, my, I'm gonna tell you my worst like, ones. I'm gonna tell you my worst ones. This is what I'm saying. So, there's one hit. That like it might you might be able to find it on YouTube because it was fucking big, oh. and it was against I was playing Saskatoon and I was the D man and so the puck got dumped into my corner. I kind of like shimmied, got a, got around, went to go around the net and then dropped the pass like the oh. reverse to the other defenseman. Yeah, and turned, and this guy hit me, man, like. Oh it was the, it was the sickest. And you hit. stood was... your ground and just fucking dumped him. No, this is no, what happened. I, I got dumped onto my back, but my skates just kind of went out. Yeah, and he fell on top of me, and then I just popped up, and it was yeah. like I didn't even get hit. This is my point. This hit, if you see it, yeah, the biggest hit I ever took. Yeah. Oh but there was something God. about it that it was just nothing. Dude, it was the, like the nothing. act of it you felt, turning... it almost felt good. It was like, man, yeah. you yeah. did that. Dude, yeah. having a split second is enough right. to like. Because if you turn and you see a guy, yeah, you, cut, you can kind of like, 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 like started like, falling. And you start, yeah. you start yeah. the fall and the yeah. getting the process of getting hit. Right. But dude, That's if you're exactly not looking and you're just like, you're like. Well, I got hit from behind a couple <laughs> well, times. I got hit from behind into so the boards yeah. where it was like, that, I mean, that's horrific. Like, it's so bad and dude, it can no, hurt so much. Knowing but. how to get hit and how to fall is actually such a skill. Well, skiing, I find that a lot. Yeah. I struggle, like, as I've gotten better at skiing the last few years and, like, gotten a little bit more courage on, like, drops and things. I, I still don't really get how to fall because I didn't grow up doing it. And I feel like <laughs> that's probably Full disclosure, why my foot's I have a, I straight up have a fear of, like, getting air. I honestly do. I, I'm going to admit it. Like, I, I'm yeah. a good enough skier now that I should be able to, like, hit the Dude, drop, I just, Joe, that's I never Joe, do it. Joe, you, so I'm, Joe, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if all it is, 
is it just a commitment? Like, I just need I, to try I was, it. If I, was, I so fail ten times, that's fine. I was the same. I was the same way for like the first two years I skied, and I I started getting good at like like technical skiing. You know, mm. like I'll go up and like go into the Whistler backcountry, do Husumi, like different things like that. But I wasn't. I was scared as fuck. I I still didn't understand, especially like even now, like twisting in the air is I don't know, but. This year, I started just like I'd go up a chair and I would just look at side hits, yeah, like on the scope. run, and I would just go. And at the beginning, I was just like you know, like little bunny hops, yeah. right? But you do the same one five times, and all of a sudden, you got comfortable the last time. Each time, you get a little better, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've been hitting some stuff lately that if you if you showed me on video myself two years ago, no fucking way. Yeah, it just no, it, it takes little steps to get. Speaking to of hitting side hits, I went skiing with the meal. Yeah. At um, Mont Saint Marie, and I had a fucking great weekend with you. Shout out, Emil! I fucking love you. You are the true third musketeer. And I, oh my god, Emil was Samuel incredible, dude. dude. He was hitting like he was airing so big, so big. Let's oh go! My god, man, dude, I was fuck losing yeah. my mind. The first run we went on, he got like eight feet of air off this fucking like sharp little. <laughs> Yeah, like nub that was sticking out, and he just rode up it. Eight feet of air came out on the backside. Just snipe travel. the tranny perfectly. Like two so feet of sick. travel. Just it was snipe. so insane. Dude, man. sniping the tranny is, and by the tranny I mean like the transition. When you not miss, like a tranny. Oh, that takes man. so much Dude, control sniping in the a tranny, jump. You All just feel of it's like in the such jump. a pimp. Oh god, it's so sick. It is. Sick. Sitting side, man. There's one at the bottom of crystal that's insane. Bottom of crystal. That's, that's the, I've been hitting that one. Uh, dude, you can take that one so deep. So deep. You can. Uh, we're definitely talking about the same yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It's one right before the chairlift. Right. Yeah. You Fuck can punt yes, it really deep. Oh. Dude, that's the beautiful thing about the Whistler Blackcomb is that every year the same side hits just sort of appear. No matter what. It's, yeah, it's like no the guys who've been riding for yeah, long enough, just, just like they wait yo, every year to build them again. They just I always actually think come there back. is a Whistler side hit society. And it's the WSS. And they actually go up there early in the year and they're like, boys, we got to groove out this. Yeah. They have Dude, I think what's so it. crazy about it is that there's not even, it's like the Illuminati, man. They don't probably exist, but they have that power, you yeah. know? Like, there's yeah. no actual yeah. thing building the side hits. It's just the, I'm pretty it's sure the 100 Obama guys who live for fucking a couple mountain. side hits up at Whistler. Dude, just Part nothing of the, like uh, a side hit. So something I'm starting to wonder is if, like, really high impact and stuff on my knees and whatnot, like, if I should start mitigating that as best I can. Like, I mean, you probably shouldn't be hitting like cliffs. Some you just invite, you're inviting like a, like I'm pro, I know you could land at like nine out of 10, but 10% is a lot of a chance to get really. No, I'm talking more about like the, just the just medium like the little hits on the day to day, just like landing yeah. on your like, just landing yeah. like bang. It's like bang. if you're in the park, like those guys landing yeah. on that. Like I know they do it smooth most of the time, but there's gotta be like, Oh, there's got to be some cases. Your cartilage is just getting fucking hammered. Well, I'm starting to note, yeah, that's... Dude, the one jump, the one big jump I did last when I was in Whistler, I landed right on the casing. He dude. He literally kissed the knuckle of this jump. I double-ejected the skis. His skis stayed on the land. It's definitely definitely because you didn't fucking go into it. You panicked. I never would have tried this if I wasn't high. But I was so high. And I jumped this thing, and I as soon as I double like ejected, I for some reason did like a penguin slide yeah, dude, all the way down the mountain. Dude, I was just like, Wee! and literally your momentum then, probably just took. You and then right I realized down. what had happened, and both my skis were literally sitting right in the landing. 
And I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to get totally fucked. But the landing, you can't see the top of the takeoff. So I'm like in the landing. I'm like, is someone going to run me over right now? Like anyone could come over the top. Honestly, a legend jumped the jump, knew there would probably be like 15 seconds. He like he saw it in the air and like landed on a stop. It was insane. Wow. (laughs) Went up and fucking threw my skis to me. I was like, Jesus, dude. And he just kept going. Dude, that's like a funny thing sometimes. And I'll go out and I'll be I'll be riding with friends who are like really good, you know, and Mm -hmm. like some of the day I'll be like, oh, I'm getting better or whatever. And then something like that will happen. And I'll be like, this is nah. good. Like what you just did is very strange thing. I've <laughs> never been afraid to fall though, man. That's the thing. If you're going to learn something, yeah. if you're afraid yeah. to fail, then you'll never, the fastest way to learn something is to just fail, fail, Ooh, fail. And that's what I was kind of saying about like when you were talking, uh, what was it that we were just talking about that the exact thing? Like, Oh, with getting tackled. Like if you get yeah. run over, that's like good for you. Uh-huh. You got run over once you fight. That's what it is. It's not that big a deal. It was like fighting in hockey. It was like, the first time that someone really fucking punched you in the face, huge thing. Yeah. Because you realize, like, oh, I'm, there's so much adrenaline. My brain is working so hard here. Like, it's not that bad. So, like, but learning that it's like even what I was saying about ping pong. Like, you get fucking killed all the time. But if you come back and do yeah. it, and with skiing, you definitely have to think like that. Oh, like, have you have you to ever, know that I'm going to go How many go fights down. have you been in outside of hockey? A lot, man. I used to have a fucking problem, actually. Really? Yeah. I think when I was like... Uh, oh, did we open a little interesting... Uh, no, it's like not even... It was just while I was playing. Uh, I want to talk about like, outside, like... Street. No, no. This is That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, so you used to yeah, get in the summer and, and shit? Would, and yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. I've only ever been in two time. fights, folks. Mark, Dude. to Dude. give context, how many fights? Uh, honestly, one, and it was hardly even a fight. I've, I've, I was. You actually, one. oh, that's was, some pretty, that's pretty weak, man. Nah, it's all good, dude. I'm I've, probably had, I've probably had like double digits in Whistler Village alone. Whoa, I'm, su- I'm surprised you don't count all the times I kicked your ass. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rich, dude. Joe, remember the fight in the ground? Remember when pit? I used to fight you and Emil yeah. in first year, <laughs> yeah, and I used to like literally two-on-one wrestle and i would always win you won hey always yeah. how beautiful they, did that make you feel you know? oh my god dude i felt like a fucking orangutan come down from the woods and got a grade 12 diploma i just <laughs> felt like a goddamn monkey in the streets i started wearing sweatpants everywhere the way you just described it was <laughs> one of the most beautiful things i've ever heard in my whole life a orangutan came down from the mountains and got a fucking high school diploma. I want to write that on your tombstone, man. An orangutan who came down from the mountains and got a high school diploma should be on your fucking gravestone. Honestly, you kind of look like a little bit of a monkey right now. I actually, I was telling Nikki I'm gonna get a haircut, guys. I want this is very Nikki, man. Visionary. Yeah. What a fucking but, beautiful, uh, beautiful person. To I'm, deal with I'm trying to get a, I'm trying to get a mohawk going, but like a wide one. With a zero fade oh. on the sides, and just yeah. like become a warrior. all the way back to the. Back. I want to get. I want to somehow like incorporate a mohawk into like a beautiful haircut that I can wear to work. Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. Dude, Joe, tell us about. Uh, tell us a little bit about how your dieting and your working out has been going. Joe's been on a diet since January one. Right. He was as, December as, 30th. As people. We do. started two days before January. But he's legit. I, and I'm so glad. I like that I started two days before. I made it like feel like a real goal and not just a New Year's resolution. Fair, nice. You I beat like the rush. 
Yeah, exactly. You're not like you don't want to yeah. shop on Black Friday unless it's yeah. online. Then by all means. Cyber Monday. But oh, I love that shit. Another sponsor of the podcast. Mr. Print one day will give this something. Yeah. Buying something yeah. on sale, there's like a certain endorphin rush. Like I don't even know. I'd be like, oh, this coat was three hundred bucks. One twenty, you say? <laughs> okay, okay. What was I talking about? Dude, you're talking about your like how your much diet. weight you've lost. Okay. Dude, let the listeners Lost. know. I so I think I've said it on this podcast a few times, but I'm on a diet, and I <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, I've lost 28 pounds. Whoa, that's legit. Wait, since that December that's five 30. weeks, man. Yeah, I know it's fucked. <laughs> Honestly, that's great, I'm dude. fully aware that it's probably fucked, but. At the same time, why I feel great. Fucked? I'm so, eating health. Why, why I don't know. It? Maybe I'm losing too much weight too. No, quickly. no, no. I, like, I don't think so. Oh, there's, there's course. definitely people always okay, say li- that you, you might. Bruin, like, listen to this, back, man. But... Listen, because I got some extra insight on this. Okay, okay. I've done this kind of a diet before three times. This is my third time actually. Yeah. So I've lost over thirty pounds. This is my third time. Oh, okay. Nice. So that's actually like an interesting trend to observe. Yeah, that right? could mean that either and, you know, like personal discipline or no the diet doesn't work. I'm pretty sure there's some knowledge to be gleaned by that one. And uh, I actually, I don't know. I'm I feel like I've been, appro- oddly enough, because I know I've lost so much weight, but I honestly feel like I've been approaching this diet with that lens like in mind. I'm, uh, I'm very strict like five days a week. And then one day I'll be like semi-strict and one day it's like, I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, sometimes, honestly, on the day, honestly, sometimes on the day where I don't give a fuck, I'll, I'll like make a slightly unhealthier version of the stuff I'm already eating, but it like, it satisfies me immensely. I'm just so like down for the, yeah, like you're in it. Working out. Oh, I'm in it. Exactly. You're in it. You're in the, like, the you're, yeah. the is incredible. you're in the so, barrel. You know, like, we were the, talking about work. Yeah. I have performed at work in the last month. Incredibly. Because I'm working out every day, I'm eating healthy, I'm like, you have this, I'm like, so dialed in, I have like, such a purpose right now. Yeah, you're yeah. just so, I'm you're like I'm building a this shit, I got me, another field engineer, and a superintendent. The three of us, planning, ordering, fucking like, oh, everything, all this work, all the environmental, everything. There's yeah. so many different hats you have to wear, and it's so fucking cool. And like, sometimes, honestly, we'll be working 6.30 putting some shit together and it's like me, him, and the other guy. And I'm like, I'm just hanging out with my friends right now. Yeah, I'm at work and it fucking does suck, but especially late, like it gets kind of goofy. It gets kind of, but we honestly get some like really good shit done later at night. It's no, but I feel like that's, that's kind of like, that's what needs to happen. I think it's funny that you said you've like lost that much weight numerous times, right? I'm similar. I'm similar. Like not as I've only ever lost that much weight at one time once. Um, and I haven't got back up to the, there was a, a period of time where I was like, I think I was like 228, unacceptable for Whoa. me. But why do you weigh now? Uh, like now 196, I think. And usually I feel like when I look good, I'm like 190 and that's like kind of my weight. I've figured that out. Dude, like funnier body types. Eh? Yeah. Like and you kind of figure it. I've never, every body is so different. I don't think I've ever been like, 
I don't know. You've I'm just never like been a... fat, Mark. You've never been fat. No, not a chance. No, you do, you you have no fucking idea. But no, you've probably I don't. also never even been heavy. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like I've never like we're the same height, and you say like one yeah. nineties when you look good. Dude, when I was playing hockey, I was like yeah two twelve, two fifteen. Mark, what's your like? Well, how much like, do you weigh bonk. now? And what's your like optimal? I haven't stepped on a scale in a while, but I'm guessing I'm like 170 pounds now. You know the only people that don't step on scales. People whose bodies look the same really every time don't. they look in I the mirror. I think the people I'll who don't step thing. on scales the I most I are people who are way over 300 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah you, you might be right. Because they're the, just like, fuck it. The yeah. others are people. The others, but the others you know are what? like marks, though. They're like people who I like don't check wake the weather up, if shower, it's going to rain every day. Their body looks identical every day. It's like true, you it's... have like a bit of abs and you're like, I look fucking great. And you don't need to step on a scale. I step on a scale, dude, because like one week I look good. And then yep. it's like Christmas time, and I eat Chinese no, I, food, I, and I, all of a sudden I look in the mirror, and it's like that oh, is legitimately see, a fact. I, I, I get that too, but I, I think the it's... most weight after I'll eat a really fucked up meal, because my body's just like, whoa, oh yeah, like <laughs> that's how we eat, Yo, bro. The it Rock just Johnson starts, it just days, starts huh? the furnaces up. It's like throw some coal on that shit, and I'm like, oh, sorry, bro, I don't even eat peanut butter. It's crazy. Also. Is, okay, this is a weird thing. So I, I have a workout regime I go through every week, okay? Yeah. It's kind of a cyclical thing, right? Yeah. One day a week I do a super intense, like almost to the point of puking, just working my ass off, high intensity, like squat routine that I do. It's just a shit ton of squats. And after I do that workout, I always weigh like two and a half pounds less. It's like my body's like getting this. It's so weird. This is a weird observation. So I like I'll lose like two and a half pounds, and then I won't lose weight for three days, and I'll lose two and a half pounds. That's like uh, it's like my body's like maintaining a homeostasis with liquids and whatever. And then when it's finally ready to like shed it, it's like okay, we're stepping to the next level. It's oh, weird. That is weird. That's a weird are you, observation. Are you, weigh, right? are you weighing yourself like three times every a day? single day at the same time every day? Okay. And I write my weight, I write my weight down in a spreadsheet yeah. that has a graph of my goal. Wow, that must be fucking great to see, eh? How hard does that get you That's when you a good look at idea, that yeah. fucking spreadsheet? I'm ten, I'm 10 pounds below. Dude, have goal. you seen... If I... My goal s- for the end of February is 226, and as of today, I weigh 231, and I have 20 more days to go. Have you made a line... Oh, yeah, brother. Have you made a line graph yet? Yeah, it's a line... It's a, it's a line graph, yeah. Does it make you feel good when you look at it? <laughs> Basically, what he's asking is, have you connected the dots on your spreadsheet? Which have I you, think his eyes. No, can you know what the thing that makes me the most horny about it? No, but sometimes you, no, he just has weights and a fuck. Yeah, but it's there's the something that makes me the most horny. I also track my dots. diet every single day. I put in my cal- total caloric diet every day. Wow, dude, you're gonna have some data. And I, dude, yeah, I don't really measure it anymore, but I know what like. You only need to measure 150 grams of chicken so many fucking times. You know, like, I, uh, you know what it looks like. I haven't been on Reddit in a while, but yeah. you, should oh, put this, Reddit. you should put this shit on Reddit. Data is beautiful or, like, diet or keto or you can probably hit a lot of them. Okay, I actually would put it on. The other thing, Bruno, And then tag the podcast. That's so, how you guys get the podcast viewers. Just the other thing that's so beautiful about this is my brother did it with me. And he, like, started 15 pounds heavier than me. And his like finishing goals kind of 15 pounds heavier than my finishing goal so we had the same goal yeah. so we had the basically the same and he kind of like we both kind of set how what i want to weigh by the end of this month what i want to weigh by the end of that month so we had kind of different goals like it was different structured a little differently 
And but we have these side by side charts, and his is just falling. <laughs> like it's taking a crazy different path. But at the end of the day, it's like within one or two pounds, same loss. Oh. That's the most beautiful thing about this is like I'm I've lost 28 pounds. And my brother's lost over 20 pounds as well. Like we're doing this together and we call each other every fucking day. I've never felt like closer or more connected to my brother. We talk every day. Not so much this last week. I need to get back on it. The power of diet. Dude, I'm kind of jealous. It's a shared endeavor. (laughs) Guys has never had to deal with anything like this in his whole life. It sounds like a cool pursuit. Oh, it is it because like because you, cool you, you you start Go to realize whenever you die you're sharpening and just do shit yeah. between the miles. That's <laughs> the whole mile solution. <laughs> There's 26 a, hours <laughs> guaranteed success if you did do that, I think. So epic. Honestly, Bruin, I want to remind you again, watch that video. Oh, <laughs> miles. I'm going to watch that video for sure. It's called How a different kind of video, marathon, though? 1 mile per hour. How long is the video? 22 minutes or something. It's like a short film. It's fucking great. And the filmography, that might not be the right word, but the cinematography of the videos, this guy is insanely underrated. He only has like 80,000 subs. Those are the the best things to find, man. He should have 5 million. Every once in a while, I find like a page that is just like totally and completely changed my life. And there's like 20,000 subs. And it's like this guy, like someone's pay attention to this guy. I think honestly, a lot of times when that kind of thing happens is same thing with this guy. He's revolutionary, but I understand why he only has 90,000 subs because he's only ever put out like 20 videos in three years. Yeah, and he, also his, his videos all his are videos not are so incredible and so impactful. But it's yeah. like, guys, not, you got to put out some kind of a consistency to build a really big following. I really believe. It. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've got a bit of notoriety, like a Red Bull, like or whatever, they yeah. post it. It goes to show you, like Red Bull only has like three million followers. That's insane. They should have a hundred million. Yeah, but people but on just, YouTube don't like following businesses, man. They, they kind of think the fuck businesses. Oh, I like I like following business. Like Me I like too, I but I'm saying GoPro, in general. I follow like uh, Red Bull. They, like, they post so much cool shit. No, I agree, but I'm saying like the the community, kind of like how Reddit has a community, you know, and like you mm-hmm. need to know how to navigate it. Like I think people who I don't fucking subscribe to channels on YouTube. Do you like, comment on Reddit ever? I don't comment on anything. Ever. I've never I've been using Reddit for. So, but this is my years. point. I've never commented once. The people who subscribe on YouTube are more likely to I think subscribe to like an individual person than a company. They kind of seem like the company is like fuck the company, you know? They'd rather subscribe to like a skiers channel if they're gonna subscribe to. Honestly, Google. you're probably I think that's right, is, but yeah. like the co- certain companies are so so good for sure. Dynamic in the way they like man think of. Think of Dollar Shave Club. I watched that ad on YouTube. I searched for it. That is the most insane fucking thing. I watched it and I was like, holy shit, that was so funny. I watched a two-minute commercial on YouTube. Dude, have you seen the uh, – And I searched it and watched it on YouTube. It's It was so fucking good. The guy's like – I don't know. It's like the guy's on the conveyor it. belt the whole time. Have you seen the Next new level uh, marketing. Splenda commercial? No, apparently stevia is the shit. Oh, sorry, it's stevia. That's what I meant to say. Stevia is like legit best sweetener you could ever use. Dude, it's like stevia. A, it's just a plant. They had a yeah, it's a plant. They had it's a really just... funny ad where everyone's like growing their own stevia plants and they're like pretending like it's a pot plant, but it's like a stevia plant. No, Everyone's funny. It's really funny. Yeah, it's like yeah, I have a full grow. Yeah, it's really good. You should YouTube it. It's I yeah. I painted at someone's house and they're like, you have to try this, and they gave me a bit of like five, six leaves of stevia on like a little scent. They're just like, just chew it. 
incredible. It tasted so fucking <laughs> like you're eating maple syrup. It's the sweetest fucking thing you ever ate. It's literally pull, plucked right from the garden. So, wait, so it I'm, doesn't I'm, have any uh, calories or what's I'm the pretty, point of it? No, it's, yeah, uh, it's like a zero calorie sugar alternative. It's like aspartame or Splenda or whatever. Except for it's with a it's, plant and not like a uh, laboratory. It has a bit of, I think the, the story with it is it has a bit of a bitter aftertaste, but like most of the time they mix in some shit, some chemical that like yeah. counteracts. Yeah, but, it's mixing a bit of... Uh, one of the smartest things. Well, sorry, Chris Harris has said a lot of smart things. Yeah, and one of the smartest things he ever said was so simple, and it was water. The body is like a machine, and water is the oil, and food is like the fuel. Yeah, yeah. You don't need the water for any particular thing, but kind of everything. It just lubricates everything. Like it lets everything go. Um, speaking of Chris Harris, he's uh, he's. Do you, have you heard about the app that he made, Joe? I I thought Ryan made a pretty dude. Ryan's dude. app is legit. The fucking uh, skiing one that stops your Don't music. Give Ryan dude, credit yeah, for yeah, something. Chris. Yeah, no, Chris. Chris, it's Chris. It's Did Chris right. make that? Yeah, Chris made that. Oh my god, Ryan, you cocksucker! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah, know the funny thing I is, I don't know. think I, I told him this too. I don't actually think that skiing is the the biggest thing for it. I feel like now with AirPods, dude, like just walking around dude, town. It's the most simple genius idea. To talk to someone. It's the type it of idea off. that, like, when you hear it, you're like, "Why didn't someone do that ten years ago?" Yeah, yeah. It makes funny. so much fucking sense, and it's so simple. So the thing At that's this cool point, about it's it is like a marketing thing. At this point. The thing that's cool about it and the thing that's funny about Chris is that it's the exact kind of idea that three idiots like us would have. Like th- we'd throw around and on never a podcast through. and have no way to apply yeah. it. And he just fucking coded a legitimate yeah. thing that solved it. He just dropped the Android. Uh, for folks, if wow. you're wondering which, uh, what's the name of this app, it's called Swift Volume. It's available for iPod. Sorry, iPhone. How much and does it cost money now? I'm pretty sure they got free. it free two, on the pod earlier. No, I think, I think it's two seventy, like $2.70. It's worth it, it dude. It's pay sick, for man. a I, fucking app. Dude. People are like, I don't want to pay five bucks for an app. You'll pay five bucks for a Big Mac. Dude, it's <laughs> pay incredible. for a fucking app. Someone spent some time on it. You, uh, it turns the volume down when you ski fast. <laughs> if you pay terms. for the app, then you don't have to have ads. That's your yeah. that's your fix. Like yeah. any free yeah, app, right. eventually you'll have to have ads. I've so just do the you main know what apps kinda? I've bought are Sudoku apps because I download the free one. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm sick of looking at this fucking ad when I'm doing a Sudoku yeah. on my phone. Get at, get yeah, so you pay four dollars. Man, you know what are interesting That's when a you buck. Yeah, a buck. Yeah, exactly. You know what are crazy? The people who've made apps that are like within app purchases and they're free and they're like the top grossing apps on the app store. Yeah. And people just so people get in like people download these apps and they get so addicted to the game. I think that there's they... been a few class action like lawsuits about this. By how of, addicting they are? Yeah. So uh, I have a I have a friend who designs like video games for phones and he was saying that there's like a, a cla- class action suits against a few of the games that are designed intentionally for like with yeah kids, with kids like between real the money age. transaction yeah but, but kids between gambling the age in of the like games three and and eight right so a game designed for three to eight years old they they're basically trying to say that they can prove that the the person 
the, like the designers for the app knew that these kids would be on their parents' iPad and they would just be able to buy the coins to keep playing. Oh. So there's kids who've racked up like wild bills oh. in one month playing like a game where they're three years old and every time their parents didn't have like the passcode to buy at the beginning. Yeah, you think saved it, your credit card yeah. number. And then well, because they didn't, the they didn't know that there, there was like in-app purchases like they they just weren't aware yeah right like, like oh yeah you can they're play 40 the years old they never played fucking yeah uh yeah. the smurf game wow. and the smurf game my like, kids would be racking up like you should, someone should google it because i'm gonna like lie about whatever number i say but there's some funny stories about kids like yo if you're gonna make up a number cards, what's like, a, what's a number you can live with what, what's like the average credit card max for like a uh someone who owns like a family like Five grand, yeah. So I think I think those would probably be the worst, unless like someone had a huge because it's just whatever the card can handle. There probably was some fucker with like a million, like a fucking million on that card who just got into Clash of Clans. How how the fuck? How do you you can't blame you can't blame the little kid. No, the whole game is processing off dopamine, man. They just want you to play more insane to me yeah. this is the thing i learned so much from video games and i don't think video games should be condemned like unilaterally i really think that there's a lot to be learned from like yeah. the rationale and the progression and everything you learn from Come video on. games totally i have been i could truly say i've like there's three games in my life i was a master a master yeah, like one of the best five thousand players in the world wow dude. and i i think yeah pretty obscure games but <laughs> Hearthstone. I, I got a point about no, this. I, no, I agree no. with you totally. That game was too competitive, man. But when, when we were growing up, right, like most of our game opportunities were like systems. Like it was on Xbox yeah, or PlayStation. So Those like are works of art, dude. Those games are yeah, legit. But... Like the teams that go into it, it's like watching a film. Like if you beat Final Fantasy when you were growing up, like the game took like 60 plus hours to beat and you had to really work hard at it. And yes, it was Think addictive, it. but it was addictive because it was sweet. And like... Now, succeeding. Now Learning the is... games the kids are playing are like fucking TV commercials of games. It's like no, you're playing wait, Candy Crush. No, no but no, th- there's a big difference. There's a big there's difference between Halo and some yeah. game on your phone that like requires uh, you to just oh, yeah. tap the well, screen. Obviously, some game I mean. on your phone's never gonna live up. Yep. But I think games that are still coming out on yeah, console, but, like, like kids just play most games on iPads, man. Dude, I'll never forget. That's the thing that's changed, man. I'm not saying games are bad. I think having your fucking kid looking at like a phone or an iPad screen when they're four years old, it's pretty bad. I didn't fucking do that. I played Super Mario on a Super Nintendo. It looked like shit. Looks so bad. Yeah, but it's still a complex game. At the time, it looked like a legit finish. Dude, I love those old TVs that when you turn them off, they would like go down to like that middle... Yeah. That middle you know, no. dot. Like you you got bunny ears on your teeth. Yeah, you're just picking up like a fucking signal that's like floating <laughs> through the air. What was your guy's number one? What was your guy's number one video game? I was like kids. growing up. Yeah. Between what age? It was age? always like the. It was always Dude, like just like all of life. As a kid, it was me. always the NHL ones, and then in high school, it was Call of Duty. Uh, the game I played the longest growing up was Diablo two. Diablo Holy two. Shit, that game was. <laughs> You just become like a warrior and you're just like, I'm a beast. I'm going to fuck shit. <laughs> Dude, do you think, Joe, if you were born like 50 years in the future, you would get 
like sucked into the world of like a really good immersive virtual reality game as like i might have yeah man i got sucked into like a fucking 2d paper mache world so i don't know if i could survive a full vr dude a full immersive vr experience it's your life man it's It's so fun you're living you're literally you're literally living your life through like a virtual character it's so fun you can do whatever the fuck you want you're like every decision i make has an impact every like it's so fun. I guess that's and, uh, like the all that's the ultimate though in like what is like potentially scary about all of it. Yeah. Is is that it it it'll be so clearly and undeniably better. Oh right? yeah. Like if I you're video if, games if are you live in a, like if you can spend most of your time in a virtual reality that is like distinct and separate from your regular life and all you have to do is like eat and Drink that's water scary though, man. A full VR is very fun. That's VR where you can like, yeah. especially if you. But can... that's not even full. That's just like when it's like a duality. When you can live your life and you can also be in the thing. It's like imagine someone who, like, it's everything about sexuality will be like not like nothing to do with cultural norms. You'll just do whatever the fuck you want, so it'll be better. Like, at, there's no consequences in this world. Like all these different things. I think it's really scary. Dude, people are gonna be. This, people there are should be to... an international law, and I just thought of it now. But all VR should have some kind of a movement component required. Like if you're going to do some kind of virtual reality thing, you need to move a little bit to oh. experience it. Huh. That there's never a like person like, so sitting in a like chair a with a fucking yeah. goggles on their face yeah. Yeah. just like living like Dan Bilzerian. You know, like, dude, that's going it, to happen it, though. No, that's going it, to happen. Is it? So this is the thing. I, I kind of think I was like lucky in a way. My favorite video game was the only video game i was only allowed game boys so mine's pokemon like in a fucking mm. oh i love don't get me wrong Dude, that's like i next fucking game. lived for it like Months. big big time like big time but i never played video games like i never had video game systems i never had anything i feel like that it's the same person is the video game person now like someone who loves cod yeah like i just don't love it oh i love i it. would rather be like out in the world like i don't actually i'm not interested in it so i think it's just people who already play video games that'll be susceptible to like VR. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't even yeah, like. Yeah, dude. I don't know. There's something to be said about like people who are gamers in their like twenties. Yeah. It's like. I know. What well, I just it it's not that I want to like judge anything about it. And, like, yeah. Even now, it, it's gonna be funny because people are gonna think differently about video games once they realize that it's profitable. Like all these kids who are making big, big money. Oh yeah, them, true. Right? That's such it's a good It's kind point. of like a professional sport now. It but I still is. I still view it as like incredibly like negative to all the things that like for me personally that i value in life uh, like i think well it's entertaining for yeah but for me in life uh everything that i like to do is something that has an intrinsic quality that makes yeah. me like feel so when i'm surfing like what i find the most valuable about surfing is just being in the ocean yeah and i i'm really skeptical whether you'll be able to feel like the experience of nature in a in a virtual reality i yeah i don't know though Dude, i know but get really good because that i think they're gonna get so good they yeah but like how could you how like, could you ever how could you ever feel like think about like what it's gonna be like or like, swimming if you were sitting down dude right. 100 well okay skiing okay the active things like that but and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm know, saying. Dude, People might... who long for things like that, if you desire like to be dude, in the water. What if, they, what if they invent like some crazy haptic suit where you're literally just in it? 
And it like and then stimulates. You, it just stimulates, yeah. and yeah. you actually feel like you're walking. Well, I think I think there's the other one. Dude, like, this that's is the, so plausible. The, so the, plausible. All, the so most plausible. the most plausible to me, and like the the thing that I think about a lot is you know like a deprivation tank. Mm-hmm. If you just created something, have like you ever that been with in the, one, Brune? Yeah, I love them. Really, I think they're really cool. Really, you do it often? No, but there's like a three or four times. Yeah, I wish Dude, I could do it. Pretty, often. I can't that's pretty. That's often compared to me, man. Yeah, I've never done like it. I would love to try a sensory. They're cool, man. They're really cool. What I was do you, say do is, you feel like you felt something different from like the first time to the fourth time? Did you develop uh, this? Is like a, I feel there's almost like, a skill I would say it was to first to it. second. Like, and then it was all the same. It wasn't like really a skill. It was more just like allowing it to feel like it was weird. I, the first I feel time. like allowing strange. it to feel like the right way is yeah. a certain challenge in itself. I as think well. you figure it out pretty quick. Like, you just once you realize like the way that it suspends your body and stuff like that, you just it's Dude, very I strange. floated. I floated in the Dead Sea, guys. Guess what? This this is a tip for all you motherfuckers. Do not fart in the Dead Sea because um, you know what? I never knew this before, but when wait, you what? release a little air, a little bit of water gets sucked back in, um, and it's pretty salty shit. <laughs> Dude, it's Talking like 45% salt, man. You can float in the Jesus position. Yo, your you're asshole like... has so much more experience with water than mine. Yeah, yours has been oh, salted oh, and you bidet on a experience butthole. Thank God my first rimmer was a week later, oh, but... Bro, bro. <laughs> Nasty shit. <sighs> That's fucked. Sometimes you just put shit on tape that you do regret. <laughs> 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 Honestly, the best thing about what you just said, though, is if there's any like younger male listeners, sex will get better for you once you invest in this part of your body. What the butthole? The butthole. Yeah, it's a great. It's, a, it's an important part. What like like Isn't... trimming and maintenance? No, not no. maintenance of your asshole. I'm just saying when you're having sex with someone, like oh. girls love. It's just a thing oh, that yes, is under. Yes. It was underutilized for me until I realized that, like. It was a bit taboo, which makes things better always. And like, mm-hmm. the, there's just stuff you, you figure out as you go along. So if you're 21 and yeah, test yeah. it out with your girlfriend next time, like your butthole, Honestly, give her a massage. I think we probably <laughs> have like five, six, 21 year old listeners. Yeah. Gens, take so that would, advice would, yeah. to heart, boys. God. In Pakistan. It'd be amazing, you know? Five kids who just realize that this isn't like <laughs> off limits. How actually, how much of like latent homophobia goes into that? Like, when I was in high school, it was like, if a girl stuck a finger in my butt, that was totally what I would have thought, you know? Like, 16-year-old me, I would have been like, oh, my God, <laughs> don't do that. I'm gay. <laughs> what if I like it? You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, it's not how this fucking works, man. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You know what? You know what liberated me when I heard that like forty eight percent of all guys get boners when they get their prostate checked. I'm like, you know what? Then fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that would be funny though if you were worried about it, you know? Think like back Mark's, in the day. When Mark's if you were constantly worried. If you were worried about getting a boner when you got your prostate checked. And then you got one. Oh, that'd probably be so humiliating. Speaking of boners, man, this is something I've like known forever, and I think everyone knows. Yeah. But riding the bus is pretty boner-inducing when you're in high school. It's a bumpy road, you know. Hello. Okay, wait. You're talking about the ground and the chairs. No, I'm talking about the bus ride from. I know, but like, what part of the ride, like? 
like the whole ride observation because my the experience on buses is like the most unattractive people in one place that i Dude, i always i always sat time. beside the cute girl that i could True. never do anything about on the bus the bus is like it's your own ecosystem you're the fucking chief of your <laughs> Uh, but then you'd sit, then the you would sit down beside that girl and you bus. wouldn't go for it come on no too much of a bitch honestly man it, it takes time to fucking grow the cojones whoa they're not yeah it takes time to feel yourself you know sometimes it takes time so but you know this is the point that's interesting to me is that you would actively search out the most attractive girl on the bus and then you would sit beside her and you mm. wouldn't, after you sat beside her, the hardest part of the whole thing, you didn't say anything. Dude, I've, I've lived in that friend zone. I love the comfortability mm. and like the, no, but, the like, but you, you're almost in a relationship. So you talk to them. Weird relationship. Right? I'm talking to you, man. We would fucking sit next to each other. You're almost in a relationship, but you're not. It's not a sexual thing, but like that's all you can get at the time. So no, no. Like, but so you're saying that you actually would speak to them, right? <laughs> right? Do you actually oh, all talk? All the time. Talk to her all yeah. the time. Not some like fucking weird ass. Oh, that's creep fine. Recorder. Never mind. I didn't. Yeah. I, I meant that. I thought you were saying. I just could never pull the trigger. Oh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> I don't even want to give you shit for that. I yeah. thought you were saying that you went in the bus. Sat down beside the prettiest girl and then sat there like Glansberg and didn't even fucking speak a word. That's what I thought you were saying. She never let me sit beside her like more than two days in a row. She probably have her friend sitting beside her like, hey, motherfucker, get over like, here. Is, is this she talking about a high school bus? Or like, what I bus are you on? Yeah, high school, high school bus. High school bus. Oh, I never experienced that. I always Dude, found, a couple I of the hottest girls. Fun. A couple of the hottest girls that went to my school were on my bus. And oh, I was it's a big one of the more right? just like there wasn't as much competition. It's a very like huh. it's a place where you can just feel the love, but you never really get love. <laughs> 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 but who cares? At that point, you're just like, yeah. When you brought like up all the bus, parts man, of I thought you were talking about a public bus. public bus. I was having a confused thing thinking about Joe walking on the, the public bus and down staring around the bus and being like, she's too old and like everything else. And then, dude, the public bus, it's like almost totally unacceptable. And I, was, I remember when I was 17, the fucking bus driver passed out and I drove the bus home. What? That's I'm just fucking with you. You're uh, such a turd, man. How did he just lie? Such about a that hyper so turd. Fast, man. <laughs> that was so Is that weird. Can stories. Yo, get your get your roommate on the on the. Sam, mic. what's up? You want to come feature on the pod for a second? Give her a headphone. Give her a headphone. Have you ever met Joe before? Yeah, Joe's Joe. Who's Joe? He's Joe. Hi. Hey, what's your name? Sam. Sam, are you? What's your address there? Here. Yeah. Yeah. 8268 Belly Drive. How long you been living there? Um, how long have I been here? Like nine months? Nine Nine months? That's pretty good. Why do you think of it? Yeah, it's sick. What do you think of Mark? Yeah, he's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Is is this like the podcast right now? Yeah, well, you're not live. live. Okay, good, thank God. Is there anything you want to say? Um... Now's no? a good time to say hi to mom because she'll definitely It's worldwide. Yeah. Right now. Oh yeah. my god. She's probably. I love my mom and dad. There you go. They're gonna be here soon. Let's go. Oh. Fuck yeah. We're Mark's going parents on a three are here. What are you guys gonna trip? do? Yeah. Not sure. Like we'll be here at the end of April. Where are you guys going with your parents? Where are you going? Um, we're gonna head over to the island for like a week and then go to Seattle for a week and then go to Banff. Nice. Oh my. Oh, that's. 
Pretty legit. That's a good yeah. trip, actually. Yeah, that I'm sounds epic. Those are the right choices, I think. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you saw your parents? Um, nine months ago, idiot. Yeah. Derp. Did she say that? Or? Nine nine months ago. Well, she's been here nine months, so like, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I don't know if your parents came out for a oh. bit of a rip. No, <laughs> they're coming yet. for a rip now. How often five. do you fly from Canada to Australia? Yeah, this is three v one. Nine months is the right amount. New Zealand. Uh, Hey, wow, oh. wow, that's, that's really fucking savage. Turn People the... take that seriously around there, nah, okay? I don't care. I just, just, I'm from New Zealand. Where in New Zealand? <laughs> um, Ever watch the show Summer Heights High? Summer Heights High? Yes, that's Australian, but I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, whatever. Yeah, it's all, it's, 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 it's I mean, Welcome podcast. to Mr. G's room, G's room, G's room. Welcome I actually room. thought that show was New Zealand. Have you seen what? Lunatics? Wasn't the guy who made Jojo oh, Rabbit? Oh, is that a new one? Chris Lilly. Oh, no, Jojo Rabbit? What's that? Yeah. I don't know what that is. I think I'm right about this. Uh, I think um, he's, Lunatics um, is Ma- Chris Lilly's uh, new show. It it's Maori? on Netflix. Check it out. It's really good. Dude, unofficial sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you like a 30 second synopsis without spoilers. Well, there's like how many? Like five different characters, but he plays every single one. <laughs> oh my god Honestly, it's like an eddie murphy dinner it's table so he's, a, good. he's a kiwi filmmaker oh him yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's right i fucking know kiwi stuff yeah that, that one's good that's okay good. Well, i need a shower because okay. i need to get ready for work right, nice to meet you nice to meet you too thanks for sharing no it's good we can i can adjust it in the editing process good job sam Sam Murray, everybody. That was really good. I think that was some of the more interesting shit we talked Honestly, about. We've been saying stupid things. Moment. Yeah, we've been off track for a while. Yeah, Sam, we've talked about to... Joe's butthole so much on this <laughs> oh podcast. Like, God, dude. insane. I actually man. gave my intimate thoughts about butthole tonight. He did. And you told us how many men you'd kiss, too. I have no yeah. issue with that. It's been a man. Yeah. This is. <laughs> this has been. Not... We've been on the phone for two hours. I think we should call this podcast Fuck It. It's long. <laughs> Fuck It, it's long. It is yeah. long. It's pretty long. I haven't yeah, actually like, got up. I've never done You've a podcast up a bunch. longer than He's like an hour and 15 minutes. And I, I, I don't give a shit. It's kind of like fun. This. Yeah, it is kind of fun. This is it just feels like the right thing Joe to do. And, yeah. Uh, Rune, let, I know a bit, but I'm sure Joe would be curious too. What are you doing March going first? What are you doing March 1st? Tell yeah. me a bit about it. Tell me about I just know like such little bits. Um, yeah, I'm weaving on. Tell us, uh, I'm weaving on a project. I'm gonna be going all across America, um, just taking photos and like doing daily, like snippets of small town America, pretty just, much. You, so, lo- you love small town America. Well, I think it's a uh, small town America. But I love almost everything about America. I think it's like the best show of any country. Like it's just so fascinating to me how di- how diverse it is how polarized yeah. it is. There's so many things about America that are really fucking cool and Such exciting. Such a mixing pot of like yeah. different cultures. And-, and I think for me, like even though I'm Canadian, I grew up like on American culture. So mm-hmm. I was an outsider, right? Why I kind do you of think that is? Because different- I would say I'm Canadian, but I don't think I grew up on American culture. Well, I, I think you'd probably be like wrong then. Because like the movies that we watch are mostly American no. movies. Yeah, okay. The well, like there's systemic things American that are American, music. but that's not Television American shows culture. or American shows. Like... Very infrequently do you meet a Canadian who didn't watch American television. I think they're probably lying. The video games that you played were mostly made in America or Japan, but by American companies. There's yeah, but so that's many not different... the culture. 
That's yeah, you grew up on American, like, like no, but that's a, that's what I'm saying. Of course, I watch so, like, American movies and watch American shows. No, but those shows, are, those but are the only aspects. So everything of else is everything else is communal. Different. Everything else is communal. So, like in your daily existence, it's communal people. And I think people, person to person, in Canada and in the U.S. are, are very similar. At least in my experience in both countries, like when you're in a community, the values are different. But like the values between like me and someone in California are probably even more similar than me and someone in Saskatchewan just because yeah. of the geography and everything yeah. else. So what I'm saying yeah, is like the, the, living the people are very similar. The people are very similar. We just have different governments. But I think like one extension of what is American is they're all these cultural exports. Like they export entertainment at a rate that is like insane. And with their entertainment and their celebrity culture built was a population that voted for the guy who was exactly mm. that. Oh. Like they voted for the guy who was on the celebrity apprentice, was the apprentice, you know, he was the person firing everyone. No one voted for Donald Trump because of yeah, who but he was as a human before. being. Think of Ronald Reagan, man. Like, no, but that's exactly, actor, and he was this, the president. But this is oh. exactly my point. That's exactly my point is that that is like, it's a systemic it's a thing It's a popularity in contest, of course. At the end of, the, at the end of all things yes. all being equal, it's a popularity contest. But so what I, why I'm doing this project starting in March and going up until November to the election isn't because I really think of myself as specifically partisan, isn't because I have oh. like a candidate that I'm really passionate about. Oh, it's because man. I think that America doesn't see itself. I think it sees its television shows it sees its media it sees all these things so oh, i want to go it's gonna be epic you're gonna get some I, amazing pictures i want to go and take photos of like aberdeen washington i want to be in midland texas i want to be in like all these small places across wow. america that nobody's thinking about and i just want to take photos of them i don't want to is, is you've way. never been to these places like, so many of them I never everything's been. a first yeah. for you you know all the west is like where i kind of came up with the idea it was especially in arizona last year um seeing seeing what the reality of how depressed parts of the state were and like why they were so like the if the coal mine closed down and then seeing like what the businesses around were and all of a sudden like route 66 had a highway that was built beside it so now no like through traffic comes so all the businesses start to fail mm -hmm. and you, you start to see like of course these people feel like their, their life is changing and they don't know how to adapt to it and i think that uh a lot of like what i grew up with being like living in like a like a liberal center like vancouver all, all i think about is like uh healthcare should be provided to everyone and i have all these ideas in my head right and i want to show like i want everyone to have those ideas and those beliefs i think these people who are really struggling like need to reconnect with themselves. But that means that people who grew up in Seattle or grew up in LA can't keep belittling these people and saying that they're stupid. No, it's just that their life's gotten really challenging and no one's paying attention because now you can fly from New York to LA and these places don't the most exist telling in most of the thing, country. The most telling thing on this topic is that people who are poor, systemically i'm talking about obviously about averages i'm talking about percentages but mm -hmm. suddenly people who are poor commit suicide way less than people who are wealthy <laughs> way fucking less because there's the grind is real there's such a purpose if you're fucking working your ass Dude, off three jobs because you have two kids yeah, yeah, Sisyphus, yeah. 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 to eat you're gonna fucking keep working do you think you can afford to just kill yourself Fuck no, you can't. Yo, you just you, you just you just raped Dave Chappelle's joke about that. Did I? I've yeah, the never Dave even, the I've Dave, not the Dave, watched the Dave Chappelle that's special. Sick. Like Dave Chappelle years. had this joke about how like 
Uh, it was about Anthony Bourdain killing himself. And he's just like, this guy had, this motherfucker had the best job in the whole world. Yeah. And he killed himself. And then Dave Chappelle, so everyone's like, oh, you can't joke about that. Like, people are real quiet yeah. in the audience. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> and then, but no, but then Dave Chappelle's like, but then I fucking go home to, like, visit my family. I think this is what he said. And he's like, walk into the mall and I go to Foot Locker and I see this fucking, you know, that I used to go to high school with. <laughs> I start talking to this guy and he says, like, he's talking to this guy who's working at Foot Locker that he used to go to high school with who's been to jail as, like, a bunch of kids with different moms and everything else. And he's like, yeah this is the guy but he would never because he can't you know it's like exactly what you're saying it's like the the he's the best guy you ever knew but you never knew him so well there's there's Man, anthony bourdain who has everything there, going you know? for him and then there's the guy at full locker but he's just fucking grinding just he's just making it happen he, it's just he can't like yeah Some, something that was super eye-opening for me so i was kind of fucking around like I, anyone's listening to this podcast very long will know that i didn't have a job you think the, anyone's the first, gonna get through this Oh well, yeah, I'll, yeah I there think will be. I've, I'll get. I say this. we have I'm like ten, the whole fucking thing. To ten or fifteen listeners that would just crush this whole thing. Fuck yeah, Mark. Do you, you do you, Mark edits? Okay, I'm gonna just. I'll say yeah, this right I'll I wanna wanna do a shout out. Mark like edits, does the Instagram post, does he does like eighty percent of the work for this podcast. He's an absolute legend. The reason this thing is alive <laughs> is because of him. Thanks, There's been Joe. so many times I would have let this thing die. And I not because I didn't want to do it, but just, you know, life has a way of fucking with you, doesn't it? Yeah. But Mark's always been the one who's kept us alive. And I fucking love you, man. Oh, I, I love really you, love you. This I has hope. been the best thing ever doing this podcast. Dude, I hope your podcast fucking blows up and people can listen back at how humble you two just were on the question of do you think anyone will get through this, you know? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be sick if this just had like fucking five million views? And yeah. it was just like that was why they listened because they just thought – because we thought no one was listening. We made the conversation better, you know? Like The day, the day we get You would have never talked views. about your butthole if you were getting 5 no, million views. No way. But now the you day might. we get 5 million views is the day I wear pants to a podcast. All right? Because I've <laughs> been right. naked for the last 34 episodes. <laughs> like not even underwear, huh? It's fully torqued. It's fucked, dude. Dude, it's... you have two shirts on. I've never worn two shirts and nothing. Under, like, I don't think you I don't think I've it. ever layered no, my shirt. Never come over no and just so took your pants off first. Come on, come on, Yo, Joseph. Oh, you might but like I didn't this. hang out like that. I bought uh, so it's my dad's birthday today. Oh, Show. hey, oh. should we all say happy? Can we sing happy birthday to Frank? Let's do it. Ready? Hey, you? hey, bro, where are uh, you going? Okay, he can sing, sing along, bro. Wait, are you singing happy birthday? Happy yeah. birthday to Frank. Okay, ready? Well, no, he's okay, nice. He's Come got back. a good, he's got a tight bladder sphincter. Hey, Frankie, you hear oh, that? He's holding right. it in for you, bud. Yeah, yeah, you be like the baritone from behind. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Frankie, FJC, this is last. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. So I got, uh, dude. Frank's our most loyal listener. He really Come is. On. He listens to every episode. It's awesome. Dude, Spec. check this out. I, I got this. I got this for him. Do you see Who is that? It? It's a uh, man. My uh, my buddy Reese makes these like. He mills Super this. Thin. He mills this wood and he. 
he uh, makes these like little handcrafted charcuterie boards, and he that, that like looks this. thin. It looks like a little bullet, dude. Oh. It's uh, and he he slices it in half, and then pours blue resin in, and then binds them together. So it's like, you know, you can see like the blue light coming through. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. I got this for my dad, and then dude, his work is so sick that I got this for myself. You deserve it. Oh my god. Hey, for anyone who doesn't know out there, Mark had the most one of the coolest, most unique charcuterie boards that you'd ever experience. It was like oh, fully a half cut these. from like a down yeah, log. It was that's so sick. random, but he just owned it. Yeah, I got that. For I was yeah, living I got that with him. My dad for his birthday. And I got this for me. <laughs> the most tragic thing ever happened. He, the... We just woke up one morning. There were some random ass people at the house, <laughs> and the fucking charcuterie Actually, board was stolen. That's it was the most Dude. insane theft. Who's the fucking a brutal theft yeah it was a sick like fur it was like you know those big foam fingers at sporting events it looked like it a looked like thing. a big foam finger but it was wood and had live edge it was sick it was like hard dumb, wood just beautiful my dumb aussie housemates just stole it from me wait what something i don't know the the the, the board was it even was aussies we don't know it could have been anyone could have been everyone yeah sorry that was that was uh the one thing I'll say, I met a lot of Aussies living in Whistler. <laughs> yeah, I think and that's I the right way to. <laughs> very <laughs> rapidly became like part of the Australian culture very rapidly. Yeah, like, you know, you're just hanging so, out with Australian man, people nice all people. the time. They're nice people. But one thing I'll say, oh. I, me and Mark, we love to do like an Aussie accent. We love to like poke laughs. But at the end of the day, I've never met a more reliable people. Oh, like we, the car got. The car. Mark's laughing like he's maybe met some more reliable people. He just no, he just ate ate the part that we were smoking out of the joint. So. Out of the apple. <laughs> oh yeah, out of the apple. The first night I was in Whistler, Robbie Ash got his car so deep stuck in the driveway, and we tried for an almost an hour to get it out. And we go back inside the house, and there's five Australians sitting in the house, and we say, hey, "We need to get this car out of the driveway." Every single one of them stood up. And had their boots on before any of us did, so they were fucked. Right. The, so no, the thing that they I respect it with a rope. The thing that I respect about like Australians in general is the thing that I feel like most people make fun of, and it's the fact that their enthusiasm and their keenness. No, they're just so secure with wanting to fucking have fun. Yeah, like they're just so comfortable with it. Like they. If you're like, oh, yeah, let's do acid on Saturday. Like, if I ask my friends, they'd be like, well, I don't know. Like, oh, you know, I've got something on Sunday. Like, yeah. the Australian guy's just like, yeah, I fucking love acid. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> it's like the quickness of just being like, that's exactly what I want to do. Fucking who cares? I've always, like, especially traveling, and you're just like, wow, this is just a – you guys all think this way. It's every – yeah. It's, it's – Where's uh, the best place you ever traveled, Bryn? Me? you got to just say one. Fuck you. You need to just pick one. <laughs> Oh man, but there's just like different ways to travel, you know. I don't want to hear like, oh, I love every ton of rest. No, my just favorite, my favorite place, my favorite country is Iceland. I'd say for sure. Oh, there yeah. you go. I like that. Like, I like it for like a, I like it for a bunch of different reasons. I like it because I love the outdoors and I had a lot of fun in the outdoors there. It's like an amazing country. Just getting into the highlands is really cool. You're an outdoors guy, man. Yes. I'm the same way. The West Fjords. Like, so, well, that's what I meant about like the question because there's like cities that you really like because it's you know a beautiful city. There's wonderful culture and museums. But the thing that's cool about Iceland is I love the, the country. I loved like the way it was and it looked. And I, but then I also just fucking found the culture super cool. Like it is truly to me the most, it's like the success of feminism there, man. Like that women are totally empowered. Like they just hit on men. If they, like if a girl in Iceland 
And like people from Iceland, I guarantee would admit this. If she wants to fuck you, she's going to tell you. Like, and I just thought that was a hugely strange for me. New thing. But also yeah. it was like, it was like, damn, this is cool. This is what should happen. You know, like they didn't think it was like, like one of the girls that I met there who like, she was fucking awesome. But the first time we met, she was just like so upfront about it. She's like, I like you. I think you're funny. And I Yo, want you to Bruin. come home with me. I was like, speaking of cool. speaking of unconventional things. Yeah. I think you and I should go on like a one week hiking trip. We should, man. Let's and cover like sure. 150 kilometers and just Hell yeah. go. Yeah. Definitely. I actually think like, man, everyone can always put out some crazy idea. But like, I... I have four weeks of vacation a year. I think one week would be very well served. And just yeah, meet you. A bunch of, yeah, let's do it. Let's go hiking, man. And yeah, Mark, yeah. Uh, Mark should come too. Mark I actually think too. we should make it a three person. Yeah. Bring some mushrooms. Let's go. Let's go to Banff and let's just go on a fucking rip. Let's go I somewhere. Got two. I got two that we can do in Alberta. Two of my favorites in Alberta we could do. Good ones. We can't I want to do one you've never done before, man. Okay, sick. I want everyone to be on a learning new experience. I need to get back to the point just before we continue that was like about the fact that so I'm in Iceland and women are like really um, sexually mm. like liberal in that sense, right? Also, at the same okay. time, the country with the most female CEOs. That's the important point. I think that that was really cool, like figuring that out. Like they had yeah. the most women in positions of power, which made women feel powerful in the like it made them feel more powerful yeah. in like the sexual arena where they're just like i'm gonna fuck you yeah. and i've never had that before Man, and i totally feel like right. i feel like that was to me being around it and seeing that it was like that is the success of men and women being equal is that sexually they were equal like it, there was no sort of like male predatory like if anything like icelandic men seemed more timid you know mm-hmm. it was like these women were fucking gunners going, like oh, they go yeah. after it they were getting like, for what that's yeah, that's cool because nice. they could flip it so quick i've always laughed about that with like men and talking about this like women already hold the power for sure like if i walk mm. into a like i know that if you walk into a bar you know who's the boss it's not yeah I, and everything that i work on like in my head is to try to change their opinion of that. Like I want them to think that I have the power because I want to have sex with them. But that means they always had the power. It's yeah. it's perfect. And so like it's, in Iceland, they, these women were just like, yeah, we're going to fuck whoever we want and shut up. And now we're the boss and they are kind of, and that's fucking badass. I think it's hilarious. Badass. Most female CEOs shout out Iceland. You know, let's go. Let's go. Retro Dude, Bay. Iceland also shout also, out to Iceland in Mighty Ducks 2 for making a good run at the <laughs> Junior World Championship. They've okay? just never been in a competitive <laughs> hockey thing hey, you know, in uh, real life, but oh man. Dude, another How to not name? upset any countries in a hockey movie? Make the villain Iceland. Oh yeah, the Icelandic. Yeah, what, nice. was, what was his fucking Gunner, Gunner Stahl, man? Gunner Stahl, greatest hockey player who ever lived. 99? Remember one ki- one kid was ninety nine. He just didn't give a fuck. Well, the disrespect. The disrespect. Just, is- uh, weed. But we can't because we categorize them. Like how about weed? Associations are. It's how language works. It's wild. But think about it with Joe. You're dieting, right? This is a funny one that like happened for sure as we got older. Fats don't make you fat, but that's kind of the way most people think because the fucking name is the same. Mm. Yeah. You're right. Like, carbohydrates make you more fat than, sugar than industry, fat man. does. It's but sugar we call people who are overweight fat, and that's one of the ingredients. Yeah. That's a it's call the same them carbohydrate. 
that would be the biggest trip ever. Imagine walking up something like a 400 pounder. Yeah. Like, You're just a big you, bag of sugar. Yeah, big carbohydrate, You're aren't you? Yeah, big sugar. <laughs> well, we should have known. Like, I remember before when we would say that fats were always bad. Like, when I was growing up, saturated fats yeah, were terrible and devil. everything like that. But when the the disease that was affecting fat people the most was diabetes. We probably should have known it was sugar's fault. You know, like take, how take did we get tricked into that? It took crazy. us a while to come around to that. Dude. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's hand, there's heavy hands and everything. Honestly, you, th- so you, th- that, you think I'm that's a conspiracy? Shocked you, you haven't heard those Oh, hundred percent, dude. Well, not conspiracy, but just like sugar. <laughs> like sugar probably had like better lobbyists. Big sugar. Big sugar. Man. Mark big is sugar. big sugar. I'm pretty sure his name around the first three years he lived in Worcester was Big Sugar. Big sugar. And he only lost the status after an unfortunate Shears accident. <laughs> Shears. Shears, like like scissors? like the stuff you use to trim a hedge. Yeah. Like a Rudy Bush. So now he's a medium sugars or what's happening? Are we talking? What are we talking about? My I Bush, think, my genitalia. I don't know if <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Dude, all Honestly, I know guys, that I ate weed. My friend's time. already on his way over here. I texted yeah, him. We're Dude, two, we're two we're, and a half hours. Yeah, well, we should wrap this uh, this yeah. wonderful experience yeah. in the podcast. Just trying to talk about his bow again. Yeah. Bruin, over here. Bruin, man, we always ask this to all our guests, and I don't want this long format to derail us. Who are you going to call? Dude, we did it already. Old... No, I know, but I told does you. he remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my sports psychologist. This is the same playing. day, Joseph. That wasn't yeah. a dream. Yeah, I'm going to call. I'm actually, I'm going to call him. That's a sick idea. And then what happens? You're like, fucked. I'm reminding I him. I do like, uh, you do episode two with me and I tell you how it went with my call. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude, Joe. Honestly, man, I really hope you do call him. It's only it's... the only thing that's funny was I had this other idea in my head. What? Which is I don't know if a I girl? can even do it. Do yeah, it. But oh, let's so, go. So do it. So do, so, do, do it. So, so just what I'm saying. My sports psychologist is like not like he'll just be excited yeah. to hear from me and it'll be like a okay. 10, 10, 15 minute conversation. Do a re- it's do not that. Do it's so, gonna make you feel good. So just listen to this. My first girlfriend. Oh. We dated for. Five and, a half, five and a half years five and a half years broke up when i was like 22 and i've spoken to her one time mm. in the last seven years wow. how fucking bold would that phone call is her dad the sports psychologist oh you want it you want to go bolder is what you're saying yeah that's what i'm saying like if i'm gonna pick one dude, I'm we had the longest strength. episode ever i think you need to go the boldest dude that's ever. the boldest i don't know if i can even do i actually that. think that would be so like healthy i think it would call be super old... cathartic and i think she'd be like really yeah. happy to hear from me but i, I think she'd like, be happy really to hear scary. from you too just talk for 10 minutes pleasantries Yo. just say hey you know what we actually had a pretty good time didn't we and blah 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 that could and be so on. meaningful to her like it, it would be for me and too just to well, tell her yeah. like, cares about remi- her man meaningful to you no no what i'm I... saying it is wild to think about like because i'm what i'm saying is that if she did this to me it would be super meaningful yeah. to me is yeah, what i'm saying so like i think it's a little different because i'll be the one doing it but like i no, would it's do probably it the i exact would, same thing, I would do it because if she, like right now thinking about it if she called me right now and was like talking about her life and because she i think she just got engaged i'd be like Really excited for her, you know? Which is kind of sick. You should call her. Yeah, I think I'm going to call her. Dude. And then can yeah. you write us a voice note so we can have another voice note for the next pod? Yeah, we'll figure something out. Okay. Sick. The description of the pod is going to be the transcript from the call. <laughs> 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 
I just, oh, you know what? I hope more than anything. Yo, Bruin, we actually uh, write a description about every single one of our guests. And when usually I, appear, dude, we're going to write... Sh- yeah, Joe is out. Dude, you should read our uh, BFC UIG page. The, the I, blurbs, I wrote the, all the... Drifts. The blurbs that Joe's, Joe writes. That's your 20%? Dude, yeah, seriously. And yeah. it's a good 20. It is a... It's, it's a, a really good out. 20. It's nice. It's a polished 20%. I'm excited. I hope yeah. I just get fucking Dude, the, sewered. No, Dude, you're not going to get sewered. Read, you're gonna, they're, hey, all you read one, two, <laughs> they're all hype pieces. They're all hype pieces. Go through the back catalog a bit. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks right. for coming on the pod, bro. Yeah, man, this was fun. Dude, this is... It was just super effortless. Yeah. Just good times Time? with good buds. I feel like I need to shake your hands right through the screen. <laughs> do you guys put the video up from this? No. We'll do a screen Ever grab. Once? We'll Ever... do a... No, oh. I've tried to, but for some reason, I don't know what goes on, but... For sure. Sick. Dude, my weed plant's I... dying. I always felt like that about photography, though. Yeah, oh, definitely. For me with photography, like, I I have all this thing. It's kind of cheesy, but I'm really excited that my kids will be able to see how I saw the world rather than, like, see me. So it's not a lot of photos of me. I don't have a lot of photos of myself, but they're going to get to, like, look through my eyes and, like, mm. see what I saw. And I think that's almost, like, more important than them seeing, like, a photo that's of their dad. That's so fucking yeah. interesting when you say yeah. it that way. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Man, what moves you to take a picture? It's a physical act. Like you're preparing yourself. You're purchasing yeah. something. You're thinking about lighting. You're thinking about this. You're thinking about that. You're like perfecting it. What yeah. moves you to do it? It's just this fucking feeling. Like I love – man, sometimes I say I'm the person who's like the least attached to my phone. Yeah. I've always been detached from my phone. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm on a trip – I've been on a few long hiking like 10 yeah. – days in a row where i'm taking like 100 pictures a day because it's just so on my phone because it's so fucking fun to me it's so like rewarding it's so entertaining it's kind of like part of the game i'm playing with myself while i'm out there i'm really that's how i'm enjoying it like i'm obviously fucking looking at it like for minutes (laughs) before i take the picture (laughs) but sometimes i'm like that looks pretty cool i wonder if i could take a cool picture yeah I don't know. It's so, and then it's so weird because some other trips I'll be three, four days. And I won't take a single picture. It's just it, the way it feels to me. It's the way it's sometimes it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's I, like you oh. and your, it's like you and how much you'll answer your phone. You know, sometimes you go in waves <laughs> of answering it and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you take <laughs> right, pictures. Do you remember, sometimes me? Do you remember you me when we were hiking in Ecuador? I feel yeah. like I'm at that same fitness level right now. Oh. I could just move. Oh. You could just move. You remember that? Yeah, I was hiking up those mountains, Joe's man. Just like a fucking ox, man. It was insane. I, I feel like you get going. One of the proudest days of my fucking Dude, his life. altitude fitness is insane. Yeah, I could see one that. One of the proudest ox. days of my life. We were hiking in Peru, forty-five hundred meters elevation, for three, four days. I never once fell out of breath, and I hiked the last day. It was a eighteen-kilometer hike to our camping spot. I accidentally hiked seven kilometers too far because I was way out in front of everyone. You know what? I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm racing them. I genuinely enjoy like the way I enjoy the hike is like to challenge myself. Like I want to do this fast. I want to like push myself. That's the way I enjoy it. And I went way too far and I literally ended up in the fucking town at the at the foothill of the mountain. And I had to turn back around and hike 8K back up. So we were doing an 8K day and I hiked 16. And I got there at the exact same time that they arrived. No way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, the guy was literally running 100. He was running up the trail because he thought I was lost. And I turned the corner and I saw him. He had just started. 
It was so, the the guide. He was like, "Oh, he's fucked. He's gone." <laughs> oh my god! And uh, Lindsey Ray can vouch for that. I'm. This is one hundred percent the truth. And then we ended up going to that town the next day. <laughs> like I've hiked this before, and it was so nice that I went to the edge of the town, realized I fucked up, turned back. But like to actually go into the town, it felt like such an anticipation. And we had this most like fucked up meal where we ate this like fresh fish. And this person had a fish pond right at their property, and the fish was from their fucking pond. It was, <laughs> it was part of the trip. I didn't even pay for it. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was an incredible story. <laughs> the highest I've ever been in my life is 5,200 meters on Rainbow Mountain. And you start the hike at 4,900, so it's a 300 game. And they have all these people standing there with donkeys. It was like basically a horse there, but there's no horses. Every horse looks like a donkey. And they'll take you up the mountain for 30 bucks. US. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot, dude. 30 bucks. Like an average cost of a meal in Peru is yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah, that's, so that's a lot. That's like three weeks of groceries. Full dinners yeah. at a restaurant for 30 <laughs> And people would always say no i would say 95 percent of people are like no like like i'm here to push myself i'm here to do it but the majority of the people with donkeys wait at half the halfway point and they're just standing there with their donkeys and they're like 50 bucks every one of them and they're just like there's a line whoa so people oh. so there were donkeys at the base and then there were donkeys halfway up you're an idiot you're at the base Dude, everyone cracks like after a kilometer and a half. Get like, the donkey. Five thousand meters. Just like people are on the side of the trail puking their guts out, man. The altitude is real. It's very high. And man, my thing when I was going up, I'm like, I will not be passed by a single horse. <laughs> I was, that I, I was literally going toe and toe with a horse with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck you, mother. This horse actually did slow down because the guy had a dick fit. I was so like, I won't man. get past my horse. Fuck yeah. Dude, you are an I, I was the very first person into Machu Picchu on the day I was there. I was I was in Machu Picchu for three minutes without a single other person there. So I was at the, the gate opens at 5.30 in the morning. I was there waiting in line from five. And I was like maybe 15th, 20th in line. And I just hiked like a motherfucker. Dude, you I did not take people in your dust. I there wasn't a single other person there for 20 minutes. There, man, I was just like, boom, cool. boom. Every step was two feet. It was like cut from rock. It was so fucked. The most intense staircase I've ever done for wow. one hour straight. Dude. Highly would recommend. Machu Picchu more than exceeded any expectation. It was so spectacular. It was so cloudy in the morning, and I was like, oh, I guess this is what I'm going to see. It looks epic. Cleared up in the afternoon. Honestly, if there would have been cops up there, I probably would have got busted for public indecency because I was going to town when I saw that <laughs> hillside. <laughs> I think that's the wrap. That's the wrap. <laughs> thanks for the <laughs> Folks, thanks for listening to another episode. Rate, uh, comment, subscribe. Bye, everybody.